and this is the year end recap. Why doesn't everybody a do do? Do do. We got our own clicker, strong clicker. Why doesn't everybody a do 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 do? Why doesn't everyone introduce themselves? Who's here today, Rick? Why don't you just start all over? Yeah, take it from the top. Tip it. Fuck, those are the gayest fucking claps. Dude. Well, I don't want to be too loud. Welcome to Lick Lick a Podcast, episode 62. Uh, the year-end recap of 2019. Who's here today, Rick? Rick. DJ Hectic. Joe. <laughs> and I am Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> so what's up, guys? How did, how did you feel about this year and Lick Lick a Podcast? Yeah. Fucking too awesome. Quick, man. <laughs> It went by way too fucking quick. I think it did. I'm just starting. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about your episode. Hey. The Earthquake cast. That was different. <laughs> so right. I came through. I DJed a set. An earthquake happened. And we rapped during the earthquake. <laughs> I think that was the first one. I can't find anything with it. Like you, you can find like TV shows and radio shows where there's an earthquake, but not a podcast. Hmm. We're well, the first to bring it to you live. Yeah. The first podcast with an earthquake. And we didn't panic or nothing. We didn't stop. We just kept going. We powered through the earthquake. We laughed at the earthquake. <laughs> it was like a 7.1 or something like that. Yeah, but yeah. far away. I don't know what it was, but where we're at. Well, we laughed at earthquakes that day. Yeah. Fuck we you, rapped over earthquakes that day. We just said, fuck you, earthquake. Fuck you, earthquake. We Get stared, out of here. We <laughs> stared in the face of natural disasters and said, fuck you. Yeah. Uh, you imagine the house would have collapsed and then. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was an old ass house. You know? Fuck it, dude. Fuck was it. an old ass house. <laughs> then we died what we love doing. Right. <laughs> the only wreckage was the thumb drive <laughs> that had the podcast episode unedited. Damn. Imagine you just find that, dude. <laughs> like, what's this? Is it fucking delete? <laughs> Never happened? <laughs> so let's talk about favorite albums. What was your favorite album that was released this year? Mine? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say that new Gangstar album, Gangstar <laughs> for Life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Fuck every album. Every album after that, because Gangstar just coming back like that to... End out 2019, like, I'm a huge Gangstar fan, so that did it for me. What about you? Well, of course, it was Tool, Fear Inoculum. Hmm. That was my favorite. Well, it's because I've been waiting, what, 13 years for that album to come out? Wow. At least. <laughs> so, at least. Hmm. So What did you like about it? That it was out. It was out. Um, I like the, my favorite song on the album was Tempest. I think that was my favorite album. Why? I mean, favorite song of the album because, uh, well, the whole album was just off time. It was all in seven, which is crazy. Making a making a rock album that grooves in seven. Uh, what does that mean? It was uh, seven seven beats. Oh. For measure. Oh, okay. And instead of four four, it was seven yeah. seven twenty one seven sixteen seven seven. Hmm. So it's different. Yeah, that is different. And just to bob your head to that, and just be able to bob your head to that was crazy. I really hmm. liked it, Rick. What do they have anything favorite, dude? <clears throat> when did Orcus album come out? Um, was that this year or last year? I think that was last year. 
And so I'll go back to 2018. That was my favorite album. Dude. The Orcus album? Yeah. I really like that. It had a really strong beginning to that album. Yeah, it's one of those albums that you could like listen to and do shit with. It's mm. uh, it's yeah. instrumental. Well, mostly oh, instrumental. I like I like instrumental albums. Yeah, I had a. It, it helps you get creative. What is that? Really a, does was that a viola? What she what did she yeah, play? Viola, viola. viola? Yeah. Hmm. yeah, we had Orcus on the podcast last year too. Not this year, but last year, right? Yeah, I'm all fucked up. That's all fucking quick. It won't buy, dude. I don't remember <laughs> wow. shit. This is 2018, 2019 yeah. is just blurring in. I'm sorry, I feel under the weather, so my fucking head's like just fucking everywhere right now. That's dude. cool. That's cool. It, it's everywhere but here. <laughs> so how did they? Get but you're here physically. There you go. So Guru's been gone for a while. How did they get the? Do you know how they got the? Well, tracks? You, you know what? That that's kind of interesting. You brought that up because I was gonna ask you. You know, it's been a while since Tool. You know, made their album, and it's the same thing with Gangstar. You know, Guru passed away. I don't know how long it's been. Like I don't know, like what six, seven years, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. So uh, Primo pr- obviously had all his vocals. They probably were working on a bunch of stuff before he passed away. And, um, you know, Primo just did his thing with the beats. And, man, the feeling I got when I first heard, you know, the first track, uh, which was Loyalty, I didn't really like with J. Cole uh, because I feel that J. Cole wasn't really locked into the track. He made it his own song and, you know, Guru did his song but i still liked it because for the fact that it was gangstar you know and then uh just listening to cole's part because uh, i'm a j cole fan i like his stuff yeah he's, he, he's dope. yeah he's really dope i uh, i don't know maybe he just wasn't mature enough to rock on a gangstar track you know um i feel it was a miss with the lyrics you know but it was still cool it's not whack i still liked it but i just think that you know uh guru had his cut and j cole it, it didn't vibe but I like the song. And then the next song, Bad News, oh, my God, that's my cut. That's yeah, like that's, a, that. that's a cut, dude. And then the one with uh, M.O.P., oh, man, it was it was really good, man. It's, it just gave me chills. It's like, wow, that Bad News song is just, uh, it's what everything that, you know, new version of hip-hop is going through right now. It's just like everything he said just... It's na- relevant still. It nailed it. And, yeah. And it's just really good to hear that. And uh, the video is even dope because... They have a video out for them? Yeah. And Guru's son is, like, playing his part. And looks <laughs> just like him. That's dope. And it's primo. And it's, it's just some real good, uh, feel-good hip-hop music, man. I couldn't get past that song. I couldn't get past that song for a while. It took me a minute to get past that song. Still on it. <laughs> I, kept on, I kept on playing that song over and over again. It was so good. And you know what's cool? Me and my girl, we went to Austin, Texas for a graffiti expo, the... Um, what was it called? The I, the the Emerge thing in Texas. And I got to uh, play that song over there. And it was pretty fucking cool. I didn't premiere it, but I got to play it over there. Yeah. And it was really cool. Oh, yeah, and yeah. everybody was feeling it. And I had a, uh, I have a Guru drop. I got blessed by Guru before he passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to, you know, play it. And that was my first song. And it just set off the vibe. Oh, and it, yeah, was, it was great, man. So uh, that that's, you know... That's my pick for for the decade. You know, what about you, Joe? I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just open to everything. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Like for me, I, I didn't have a favorite album, but I discovered more music that I normally don't listen to, dude. Like what? Uh, just a lot. You know what? Like I actually have a play- playlist now on um on my Spotify uh, for hip hop. 
Because mm. I wasn't a hip hop head, dude. And I literally, literally I'm listening to I'm listening to the older shit, dude. Yeah. And don't don't polar check me on the name, but it's fucking it's pretty cool, dude. It's like it's listening to I'm trying to start off from the beginning and work my way to current shit, dude. And That's just cool. kinda learn from it. Well, but, I'm uh, really happy to hear that. It's very That's pretty dope. You you gotta understand how huge it is because Rick doesn't like shit, <clears throat> and for him to start listening to that shit on his own is, is fucking that's a that's a milestone right there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, actually, it's a trip. It's, it started with um, the people under stairs. Oh man, you know, we're talking about chaos. His dope. Yeah, that shit was fucking dope. The dope show was my first hip hop show last year, and uh, you know it took me. It, it took a lot for me to actually enjoy it, and I enjoyed it, dude. That's clean. You know, I fucking I love the the performance. I love the the energy these fuckers bring out, dude. Yeah, yeah. It's like the essence of hip hop, man. Yeah. It it makes you just like want to have fun. It's, yeah, it it's does. not like some pretentious bullshit cookie cutter corporate stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, underground grassroots hip hop. It's it's really fun. You know, I mm-hmm. get to take my son to events. You know, because he's old enough. You know, I, I roll with my girl and she sees what it's about. And, you know, you guys seen it firsthand. And uh, it's just some good time. Like, just good vibe. Out. Yeah. yeah, good vibe. Smoking bud, drinking beers, mm-hmm. talking to girlies. You know what I mean? And uh, it's pretty fucking cool, dude. Yeah. It's really cool. And you could take your chick and everybody can have a good time. You know, I take my girl to all my events so she can see, like, oh, when I do some hip hop stuff, it's 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 fun it's all in the name of fun and yeah. skills and seeing graffiti seeing breaking and seeing mm-hmm. you know a dj ripping it and then the mcs come out it's uh it's pretty cool last week i was uh chilling at the beach side show and create was painting while i was spinning and that's fucking cool as hell yeah he was vibing to your yeah and i'm friends. vibing off what he's doing and it's just like we're working together it's and a then, synergy going yeah, on yeah it's great man yeah. and then the la breakers came out and i mean it's the la breakers what else can you say yeah, yeah. you know that's that's a strong title to hold but when they came out they live up to the title yeah it's like yeah okay yeah Some LA that's the one i couldn't fucking go to oh man <laughs> it was pretty fucking cool if you guys uh, i felt like went. fucking shit dude. Mm. i felt like dog shit man wow it was pretty cool because you know what it was just us and uh we're just feeding off each other and it was it, it's hip-hop is energy you know it's it's like it's just energy. Everybody feeding off the same thing. It's like with rock and roll, you know, like yeah. or hardcore. Me- it's just like, uh, you know, it's 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 a raw energy, and yeah. you feel it. You can feel it in Hell the yeah, air. Dude. Absolutely, it's, it's it's the live energy. It's the yeah. live energy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, going out and going out to see performers perform, even if they are DJs or, or rockers or, or rockers or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's just that, that that energy of live of live performance is just fucking amazing. No, nothing nothing compares to it. Yeah, and you know what? It was crazy because I was listening to uh, KCRW, and uh, man, what's the guy's name? You guys probably know. Uh, um, he's a rocker. He's an actor too. Um, big buff dude, white dude. He has a flat top. He's an act. He came out in Heat. He's a punk rocker, straight up punk rocker. Punk rocker that came out in Heat. Yeah. We'll Google that later. Yeah. But uh, I was listening to it, and I was driving my my uh, my son home, and we're listening to it, and it was a little weird. And uh, I was like, you want me to change it? And he was like, nah, leave it. It was fucking weird. Huh. And uh, he kept, well, because he's four years old. He's on the Michael Myers kick of yeah. all things. Uh-huh. He was like, it's Michael Myers. <laughs> and we're listening to it, and uh, it was pretty fucking cool. And we're listening to straight-up punk rock. Uh 
and it was really cool, man. The name is 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 killing me. Mm. But when I mention his name, you you guys will get it. I'm gonna Google that shit in a second. <laughs> it's not Tom and Sizemore, is it? Rollins, no. Henry Rollins. Henry oh yeah, it was Henry Rollins. Yeah, he yeah. was in Heat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna and, say, wait, <laughs> flat yeah. top. <laughs> and he he DJs on KCRW, and he does plays, he really? And he plays like oh, well. some obscure punk rock shit. Yeah, and I was checking it out with my son and it was pretty fucking dope i, I read his books i read a couple of his books um and he always goes into these obscure bands that he's into and, and it was pretty badass yeah. and it was kind of like some underground hip-hop shit because you know it was like you know like vibey and it was all about the music and yeah you're just checking it out and it sounds cool yeah yeah see i gotta give a shout out to um rabbit from the b-side show Oh yeah! Uh, when I went to go take a picture of the Conejo, Conejo show, um, he saw me in the crowd and he gave like Lika a shout out, dude. Oh, that's fucking cool! <laughs> hey, they got love for us, man. Yeah, Big out shout, shout out to Killer Danny. Shout oh, out yeah, to the B side show. Yeah, what's up? That was with fucking. Them? That was dope, dude. I didn't expect that shit, dude. That's cool. You, you know, people forget about us. <laughs> nah, nah, we're on the map. We're on the map. And now I heard uh, some other. Are you guys listening to punk rock shit? Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, I listened to KCRW today. I, that's my shit. Um, it's a band. They're from the seventies, and they had a song called "Tourists Suck," like "Tourists Suck," "Tourists Suck." But it's your daughter. I want to. <laughs> so fuck. Yeah. What is that, man? I, I don't know. Man, that's going back. <laughs> yeah, it's going back. And the guys were saying, "Is like, man, I wrote that when I was in my teens." Oh shit, dude. But now I'm a father. Now you know, you know, I'm a son, you know, mm-hmm. and now you know, I'm a husband. Yeah, and I regret writing shit like uh. that because he was like, first, you know, now I have two daughters. Yeah, and if some fucking snotty nose kid, goes fucking karma. That, yeah, he was like, ow, I hate <laughs> that. That's musical stuff. karma, man. So it was pretty interesting. <laughs> and then, um, you know, he was talking to his homie. I guess he was the guitarist, mm-hmm. and his friend was the lyricist mm-hmm. and uh, a vocalist, so they say. Yeah, and. Uh, he was like, fuck, man, you know, we we're just some wild punks doing some crazy shit. The vocals were off the beat and the guitar, I was barely like, <laughs> and he said, I saw a picture of my friend, my best friend on the mic beating his chest with his eyes closed, screaming punk rock shit into the mic while I was like adamant about shredding a guitar. Uh-huh. I didn't really know how to play. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's some hip hop shit. Like, that is, dude, shit. Yeah, and they were just in the studio and it was interesting to see his perfect uh, perspective now, like at 50, 60 years old. But he was playing it and he was like, I still like the song. I yeah. I don't live those things anymore. Well, it's crazy how many uh, like old, how many of that generation of punk rockers like grew up and they completely just left the scene, dude. Yeah. They're not about that shit. And then you have the guys who are still in it, still fucking doing it, dude. It's, a, it's amazing to see that shit, man. Yeah. The guy was like 60 years old, still talking about, yeah. you know, like, fuck, yeah, let's fucking let's fuck this shit up. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like it's like my favorite my favorite band uh, sick of it all they've been doing it fucking thirty plus years now dude Damn. you know thirty that's, that's almost my entire life nineteen they've been doing it since nineteen eighty seven right eighty six eighty seven yeah yeah so it's been eighty seven to two thousand nineteen yeah, thirty two years dude yeah. and then you look at Slayer fucking <sighs> doing it for what since what eighty two eighty one fuck eighty one and then look at their look at their perspectives now look at look at their body of work you know just yeah. Well, fucking Tom Mariah is all Christian and shit, dude. All right wing liberal and shit. <laughs> right, dude. And he's he's not even believing the lyrics somewhere. He just fucking sings it and sells a following. 
Well, I mean, he didn't write the lyrics, respectively. I mean, it was yeah. Kerry King that wrote the lyrics. Yeah, but he believed in it somewhat. Back yeah, then. oh, yeah, you got to <clears throat> believe in your band, at least, you know. should take a microphone into the bathroom. We should. <laughs> oh, your ears are blop. Maybe we can hear him pee. Nope, we can't hear him pee. <laughs> you find the sound effect of a kiss. You, you know, it's it's weird because I grew up listening to punk rock and... The older I get, the more I enjoy it. Do you get that feeling, like with the, like like with sick of it all and 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 like the bands you're into? I, I don't know. I don't know if I enjoy it more, but oh, can you hear him? A tactic taking a piss. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude! Hope he shakes it before he comes back. Wash your hands, hectic. Yeah. <laughs> Who's taking a piss? <laughs> that was me. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. <sighs> <laughs> I guess this is my beer since I wrote my name on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, I'm always like sick of it all. I think it's more of uh, trying to find other bands or like them that I like, and it's kind of hard for me to. Hey, I haven't found anything really new to like. So what what are your basics of comparison? I mean, what, what would you like to like? I mean, it's just a feeling you get from listening to certain things. It's not uh, so much, you know, sound like them, but get that same feeling. And that same vibe? Yeah. It's not even vibe. It's just a feeling, dude. Like, you, I can listen to any Sick of It All album anytime, no matter how I'm feeling, and it's going to fucking bring me up. That's dope. You know, it's not, there's not too many bands out there that, that do that to me, dude. There's a lot of bands out there that are just as good as Sick of It All. I wouldn't say as good as Sick of It All, or just as good, but they're in that same same genre. Yeah, but they don't, they don't bring me up like Sick of It All. Like, I found the um, Step Ahead Step on ahead. YouTube. Yeah. And fucking ended up buying the, the, the cassette on eBay. And listening to that shit brought, brought back good fucking memories, dude. I don't know if you remember that shit. Yeah, if I can't remember that shit. That shit was bad. The cassette that we had going around that nobody knew who the fucking band was when we were That's kids. That's badass. And then we found out who it was. And then um, I had a really shitty copy of it. Lost it. Found it again. Then um, we're searching. We're, we, my friend Jeff brought it up one day. I'm just texting. And we ended up, I'm going, dude, I haven't heard that fucking song in a long fucking time. I had another CD of theirs, but it wasn't the same. It was just some obscure punk rock band that we all fell in love with. We didn't know who the yeah. fuck they were. Hell and yeah. So then fast forward a few few weeks after that, after I talked to Jeff, and then he sent me a link to YouTube. He goes, oh shit, this guy just uploaded the whole fucking cassette, oh. dude. And then um, I ended up posting that shit online. And one of the guys that works with me, he knows the band. Oh. So he goes, oh, I know those guys, this and that. So then um, on eBay, just happened to be searching on eBay. Like, Let me see if I can fucking find anything. Found the fucking original cassette on there, dude. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then I started looking through uh, Instagram for a step ahead. You know, you get all this baby shit. And uh, sorry, I can't fucking talk that much. <clears throat> um, get this guy a beer. <laughs> fuck yeah, That's beer, the worst so. thing to drink right now, dude. It's the best. <clears throat> so um, anyways, I found a shirt and then I hit up a, a guy like, oh, that's a badass fucking step ahead shirt they posted. And he goes, yeah, I know those guys, too. <laughs> so it's like, fucking hell, dude. They've been around us the whole time. We just didn't bother looking. That's you badass. Know? But Step Ahead and uh, Sick of It are like my two go-to bands to bring me up. And yeah. I can't find anybody to match that, dude. Dude, you know what I like about punk rockers and, like, like hardcore hip-hoppers? It's like, they just don't give a fuck. They're yeah. like, you know what? Like, cause I worked, I worked at studios. I used to work at the Village Recorder mm -hmm. in Santa Monica. I worked at um, 
some fucking studio right off Coanga. Um, it's right there by the Jack in the Box. It's a pretty famous studio. I worked there, and I I, I talked to, like, rockers and shit, mm-hmm. and they're, they're real technical. Oh, yeah, well, I use this fucking guitar and this fucking pedal. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about, dude. <laughs> like, straight up. And they know it, dude. And they, oh, dude, we're going to do this and that. And like, oh, fuck you guys. You know what I mean? But punk rockers are like, fuck it, dude. Nobody likes our fucking music. We like yeah. our fucking music. Our, these motherfuckers like our music. We're just going to party and fuck this place yeah, up. That's and that's matters, how hip hoppers are too. It's like, fuck that, dude. Yeah. If they don't like us, they don't consider us musicians, fuck it. Yeah. We're not. We don't want to be. We're DJs. We're fucking break dancers. We're yeah. like fucking rappers. We rap over crazy shit. Yeah. And like rockers are like that too. Like they don't give a fuck. They're like, do you see that shit on the news where some fucking punk rockers went to a Goddamn Denny's and tore that shit up. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> what last week? Yeah, and yeah, then they, funny, dude. they in they interviewed the the main rocker and he was like, "Well, some dude hired us over Instagram." And I said, "Are you sure this is cool?" <laughs> that guy knew it wasn't fucking cool to go to a goddamn Denny's, but he was like, "Yeah, I'll talk to the manager." <laughs> he rolled up, dude. And they tore that place up, yeah, dude. No they fucking shit. destroyed the they're, goddamn. They were fucking pitting in the in the <laughs> aisles where people are eating, dude. <laughs> wow. They tore the goddamn Denny's up. They did a punk rock show in Denny's, <laughs> and it was a real punk rock show. Yep. They were like swinging from literally swinging from the yeah, chandelier. They didn't give a fuck. That, you know, I'm kind of I'm, gl- I'm kind of glad that happened. But Me only too. Eighteen hundred dollars worth of damages. That's it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. the gram slams are pretty cheap. You know, I know. Like <laughs> but you know what's cool? Green Day, the fucking original rockers, they paid the ticket. Oh, did they? That's no fucking shit, cool, oh, yeah, man. Because those guys are real rockers, dude. Yeah, dude. Fuck yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's it's that spirit of just, like, not giving a fuck and believing in your yeah. music. Yeah, it's the free spirit. And just rocking to it. It's like, fuck it. And nobody likes it. Fuck them, then. Yeah. We like it. And we're just going to play loud, dude. jam hard, and rock shit. We've been to punk rock shows at mechanic shops, at fucking yeah. people's living rooms, <laughs> fucking garages, backyards. Fucking, what's the, what's the weirdest one you went to, dude? The mechanic shop. Mechanic shop, the right? The mechanic shop was pretty fucking was weird. Sweet, uh, Tweety, I think it was. On Tweety? <laughs> it Tweety was on Tweety. I can't remember. It was, on, it, was on Long, it was on Long Beach Boulevard. It was Jesus. Long Beach and Tweety. Yeah, that's all I remember. We, we took the yeah, bus there. So it's shit, a dude. fucked it was up a, area. Yeah, dude. But it was a cool-ass fucking <laughs> yeah. show, man. It was industrial, so it stayed open until oh, 1, man. 2 in the morning, man. Jeez. My favorite place to play was a fucking, where, uh, fucking house that was burned down. Fuck completely. yeah. Completely. And it was just completely <clears throat> gutted. It was just like a, like a warehouse like this. Yeah. I DJ some sketchy-ass spots like, whose fucking house is this? <laughs> like, don't. Just set up. Like, all right, fuck it. Fuck. Like, just play the fucking music until the cops come and then we mm-hmm. bounce. Like, fuck it, dude. <laughs> set it up. <laughs> That's right. I went to one show when I was younger. It was off the uh, 15 when you get to that Arrow Highway or whatever. There's an AMPM everybody goes to before they go to Vegas. Yeah. Right across the way from the freeway, there's a single house th- uh, standing out there. Shit. And I went to a show there one fucking time, dude. <laughs> it, was, it was fucking crazy, man. We fucking, we all like seven of us in the car fucking went there. We don't know anybody there. We just went because it was like, oh, is that one house, dude? Seven in a car. Oh, a yeah, car. dude. Yep. Who was in the trunk? <laughs> you know what? Uh, Poser. My friend Poser was in the trunk. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was like me, Tito, fucking Poser, Billy, fucking... Uh, I don't remember everybody else who went, but it was fucking funny, dude. Let me ask. 
did you guys go a block further to let the guy out of the trunk and then no no we, we uh, fucking we pulled up the to the spot. front yeah dude <laughs> that's a dick because that was the it was that's a fucking straight dick move right up. there hey it was it was it was a <laughs> nobody cared it was punk rock yeah, it was fucking poser yeah who cares the fuck about poser <laughs> it fucking uh, the house was abandoned and everybody's already in the fucking back so nobody's in the street right there so <laughs> we pulled up and that was it dude I had to do that once I was like hey Fuck that shit, dude. At least go a block further so I can get out, and then I'll walk back. <laughs> and what did they do? <laughs> right in the spot so I get out. Like, oh, man. Fucking, fucking chicks looking like, <laughs> look at that guy in the truck. Dude, I remember when I had my show in my backyard, uh, this, this mom dropped off her son and some kids with him. And then she's like, are you the one organizing this party? <laughs> and the kids are all like punk rock kids. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, we'll take care of them. We'll take good care of them. Oh, great. And those kids are embarrassed as fuck, dude. <laughs> dude, they got fucking swallowed in that fucking Damn. pit, didn't they? <laughs> dude, it was a big fucking pit, dude. It was Jesus. like 250, it was, what, 250 people? About 250 people in that pit, dude, yeah, for ice dude. cream, man. Yeah, yeah, for dad's a punk, dude. <laughs> that was a bad wow. pit. They had no idea what punk was until uh, that dude, we promoted, today. Dude, we promoted the Fuck out of this show, dude! Uh, how did we fucking pull that shit off, dude, dude? I don't know, man. We just we just started telling people like we everybody felt like it was their show. Yes, I think that's what it was. I think I was like fucking. I think I was like nineteen. Rick was like seventeen. Nah, hell no, dude. <laughs> that was that was that was ninety four, dude. Jeez. Oh shit! So, so I was eighteen, and then you weren't was, even eighteen at the time. I think you're like seventeen, uh, dude. Yeah, ninety four. I was seventeen. Yeah, yeah, dude. So fucking, it was like my. I just want to throw a fucking show, dude. I talked to my neighbors. Everybody's cool, and then. Next time we're making fucking flyers and we're <laughs> passing them out. My friend Bobby's fucking Fuck, mobbing we, up we, a high uh, school, dude. We made a stage and shit, dude. Damn. Yep. <laughs> it was, this is my first show, dude. Not even organizing anything in my life, dude. Holy fucking pulled that shit off, dude. That shit was fun. Dude, That's I had to dope. call the cops on me <laughs> to fucking <laughs> shut it down, dude. Oh, wow. What the fuck? <laughs> Like the last band played, and but people still hanging around. Like fuck, it, let me call the cops. Dude. You know those apartment buildings where they have like the fucking parking lot in the back. You yeah, know that's yeah. that's how it was. Yeah. So uh, it was fucking. It was back, just a dude. big they, open area, dude. It was fucking. It was it was going on to like three to fucking twelve, wasn't it? it, it well, it was supposed to end at twelve. I think we got everybody out there by one. Yeah. So it was like it was like three in the afternoon and one o'clock. Yeah. Fuck. It was a fucking big ass show. I call the cops on myself before at a party. I'm like, dude, the fuck am I gonna leave? <laughs> well, dude, I had told my I had told my neighbors we're we're gonna be done by midnight. We're and everybody's cool as fuck, dude. Everybody was cool, man. Even the neighbors like hanging around the roofs yeah, looking and it, shit, dude. Fuck it. But yeah, it had to be done, dude. <laughs> yeah, and the cops they come like, oh, I gotta go. Yep. I gotta go. They're gonna take my shit. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> like, man. didn't you call? Like, no, dude. It didn't fucking call you I guys. See, and, and really, see, because like <laughs> hectic, hectic is just like uh, just affirming my theory about the kinship between punk rock and hip hop. There yeah. is, there is. It's a lot of similarities to it. There's a lot. a lot of similarities. And if you watch the movie, the documentary Scratch, yeah, uh, they even mention that. Yeah. Like at the first like functions, all the the punk rockers from CBGB or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it was, they used to go to the the spot and yeah. they'll they'll hang out. Because they were like New York gutter punks. Yeah, and they had nowhere else to go. Yeah. And they saw the hip-hop shit, and they're like, all right, fuck it. Well, CBGB was also a hip-hop spot, too. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, they did shit there. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it was known as for its punk shit, but it was never really known for its hip-hop. But yeah, it was known it, for that. It, yeah, it was like, uh, it was the movement. It was the new shit. Yeah. Punk rock was new. Punk rock started when hip-hop started. Yeah. About the same time. About 77, yeah. Yeah, about the same time. Like, breaking and... 
graffiti because punk rockers used to tag and shit too. <laughs> we were all street kids. That's yeah. what it was. We Sid all... Vicious would tag his name on his fucking shirt yeah. before that shit was cool. Yep. You know, and I was watching a well, it's one of my favorite punk rock documentaries. It's called American Hardcore. Hmm. And uh, one of my all-time favorite punk bands, which is Bad Brains. Oh yeah, Bad Brains. I heard about them. They're they're like Rasta punk, and oh, uh, they fucking um they talked about being in a fucking squat, you know, like just fucking squatting at somebody's house, and then fucking recording an album there, you know, and then yeah. and then I uh, saw a fuck. What was it? So something on YouTube about hip hoppers in the seventies. In early 80s and how they used to do that shit too and i'm like dude that's what the fucking bad brains used to do yeah they used like, to just fucking record in some fucking spot and just some they still fucking do it dude yeah fucking, uh, my friend dingy he's a uh, grew up with this guy met him in high school a little punk rock kid anyways i talked to him not so long ago and um he told me that the subhumans which is another under- underground pretty big fucking uh punk band was staying at his house while they were playing over here dude that's bad so it's like they still fucking do it to this day dude yeah because yeah. you, you fucking you get on um Get on a bus, you get on a plane, you fucking tour, and then you just look for a fucking place to sleep later. Mm-hmm. You know, and then like most of the time, nine times out of ten, if they're if you're a well respected band, somebody's gonna offer you a place to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, or you stay with the other bands that live in the city. Yeah, you're you walking just, out like, hey, you wanna crash at the pad? Like, yeah, and then you yeah. fucking get on the bus in the morning and take mm-hmm. off to the next city, dude, and just do the same shit over and over again. That's what you know what? When I went to the um that jam out in uh, Austin mm-hmm. the last time when was it when did we go was that December November some shit like that November mm-hmm. it was pretty much Sloke from CBS um, mm-hmm. said hey you guys you can crash at my pad and he had all kinds of other artists passing through yeah. but we stopped you know for the show that day mm-hmm. I did my part everybody else did their part but Sloke offered up the pad, like, hey, you guys can crash here for the three-day thing that yeah. we're doing. Okay, cool. So I met Jazz, and I met some other fools, and, um, you know, we're just all artists chilling in the same pad. And I think that was really cool what Sloke did because he hosted us, and it was just all kinds of artists under one roof, and we are just vibing out. And uh, hopefully I get to see him again when we go back. Yeah. And it was pretty freaking cool, man. It was yeah. it was really nice. And uh it's, it was that spirit again. You know, I saw Jazz over there, and he was a straight-up bomber. And um, he was doing the show, and then he bounced to, like, Louisiana, and he was going through all kinds of... He's still bombing since that day. Mm-hmm. And so am I in my, you know, respected field, you know? Yeah, and yeah. it's just that spirit. Just uh, You're out there just rocking, dude. You're just bombing, you know? Because um, Slope understands that we're all part of the same movement. Yeah. You know, it, it's a family, you know, and it's a, it's a relationship between the art and the music and in the whole scene. Yeah. And that's why he does what he does. And, you know, we should put that together. I have a bunch of uh, interviews from, you know, a bunch of talented artists like, um, you know, like Mez Data or uh, Jez and Sloke himself and Jibs and pretty much all his whole crew from Austin, and uh, I thought that was pretty cool because it was a real treat because those guys don't do interviews. Mm-hmm. You know, their their anonymity, you know, their um, the the mystery is the secret. You know, you see the work, but you don't know the artist. Yeah. And sometimes they don't want to be known for whatever reasons they have. And, you know, if you're into the graffiti scene, then you know the reasons. But I got, you know, I got interviews from them. We should edit that out. And, uh, dope, and it'll be pretty cool, man, because um, 
maybe we can do it before uh, the 24th when the second Emerge thing is coming through. Um, it's at a Mexican-American Museum of Art, which is pretty cool. Where at? Uh, in Austin. In Austin, Texas? On the 24th, yeah. So hopefully that gig will turn into another gig over there. And uh, hopefully I found a little niche over there because Sloke mm. is the uh, mayor of Austin, man, when mm. it comes to graffiti. And uh, I think, uh, you know, the whole movement with hip-hop and punk rockers, you know, um, they like to write on walls and tear shit up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like anarchy and shit yeah. like that. And just uh, fuck the rules and, you know, the music is first, you know. Like I would say hip-hop don't stop. And punk rock probably has their little thing too. And Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty fucking cool. And, you know, they, they have their uh, style of dress and we have our style of dress. But it's a... Uh, it's the same spirit. It's the mm -hmm. same subculture, basically. Yeah. And, you know, just in living in parallel lives. It's yeah. Funny, it's funny it saying that, like, a, a lot of those taggers uh, or writers, they fucking, they have their own little secret life going on and yeah. shit, dude. I know one dude, is, uh, I'll say his name because I won't say his last, but Hector, he's a pretty big fucking tagger. Oh, yeah. And in, and in real life, he's a fucking executive, dude. Oh, shit. So it's like, holy shit, he has his little secret fucking life to him, man. What crew is he from? None. He's just on his own, dude. He's been doing it. He's been doing it since I known him in junior high. What's his uh, writing name? I want to put that out. Because. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tell me later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but fucking, um, that's a trip, dude. It's a fucking trip. How they're still doing that shit, man. You know what? I won't say the tag name or his name either because people will probably put two and two together. Mm -hmm. But um, I got the interview from him too. Um, he's a uh, shout out to Chaka. Hey, <laughs> Chaka's crazy, man. Um, he's a businessman now. He's the Don, man. <laughs> the original LA bomber. Oh. Wow. Yeah, I um, don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever seen anybody's name all over LA like that, dude. That motherfucker was He wasn't even in He tagged LA. in the he tagged in the elevator at the courthouse. Yeah, dude. dude. He tagged on a New York cop car. And yep. He recently. <laughs> yeah. Recently, I, man. Like I heard a rumor where he took a skateboard from LA to San Diego. <laughs> he just bombed the whole way. No shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. He's the Don, dude. He's the original LA bomber. That guy is fucking insane. <laughs> but uh yeah, back to the um to the to the to the artist. Um he had a perfect name, it was a four letter name. Um, you know, he rocked it, you know, his grandfather gave me his name. Very talented, and uh, he's a school teacher. Yeah. <laughs> fucking like second, third grade. Yeah, a lot of them are teachers. It's dude. fucking crazy. Don't dude. feel that and know they're fucking still fucking crazy. teachers, man. And uh, he was straight up bombing. He would, oh man, he's from CBS, uh -huh. and he represents. And like, man, he like you see his name, you're like, oh man, who's that guy? That guy looks fucking fucking crazy, dude. You yeah. would, you would imagine some kind of like. You know, crazy guy. Sick ass fool. Yeah, mm -hmm. sick ass fool. Like with long socks because he was down. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it was quite the opposite, dude. Of <laughs> manicured hair, like very, you know, like, and, and he was a straight up teacher. He was like, yeah, on Monday I go back to school. <laughs> and this is what I do on the weekend. <laughs> That's the trip, huh? The fucking trip. I was dude. like, shit, dude. That's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> but you know what? It's that spirit, yeah. you know, because when you're looking at, the image that he's leaving for you behind to see, it's like, oh, man, that's straight up wild style. That's that rock. That's yeah. that fucking graffiti rock. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, wow, who did that? And little did you know, it was a fucking little... <laughs> my, my second favorite writer, uh, Hunter S. Thompson, he wrote A Fear Lowly in Las Vegas. You know, have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, well, he, it's a book based on his life, basically. Whoa. Supposedly, it's a true story. 
And uh, he said that greedy, uh, graffiti is the last form of free speech. Yeah. That's I would said. say so. I would say so. I think if my favorite artist... He, no, 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 no. He said it was the final form of free speech. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And like real rappers, you know, like they're, like J. Cole and like uh, Kendrick, like someone doesn't follow the corporate, you know. that The status quo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel that my favorite artist is a surrealist, uh, Salvador Dali. Mm-hmm. I think if he was still alive, he would be doing graffiti. <laughs> I really think so. I always said that Bago was a... Uh was a cross between Salvador Dali and, and a fucking dope ass graffiti writer. Yeah, I like. I think he's been influenced by him. Yeah, of course. But then again, who hasn't? Yeah, we would talk about him all the time. Yeah, but um, Salvador Dali, I think he would. Um, or what was the other? Um, not the guy who did. Um, he did. Uh, he had a light pen and he did a bowl. Uh, you guys know that one. Uh, I'll, I'll think of his name later, but I think that uh, he will be into graffiti mm-hmm. because I think it's it's like it's a very taboo media that people uh, are afraid to talk about. You know, it's getting more mainstream, like with a with a lot of like uh, Shepherd, Shepherd Ferry, yeah, and Shepherd Ferry, a, a fucking um, what's his name, Space Invader, yeah, or like the Art Basel, Windwood Walls thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's very there's very corporate, but I. Th- you know, uh, and that's cool. Like the guys who do the corporate thing and the mm-hmm. guys who get paid to do big, you know, uh, huge walls, you know, what I mean, with the permission and stuff. But I roll with bombers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I roll with like straight up bombers and like people who don't want to be known. Yeah. Because um, that's the kind of style of it's that rap mis- that I'm There's a mystique to. to it, dude. Yeah. That's what it is, man. It's a mystique to it, man. And I, I chill with them because. I'll just say it. I don't like chilling with posers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you're like some rich kid who saw graffiti and started doing that shit and you get paid for fucking it. Fucking art school yeah. major and shit. Yeah, fuck that. That's cool and everything. I don't knock their hustle because they're getting paid for it and it's art and you can't mm-hmm. hate on art. But, um, you know, uh, I like to see people like my friends who were bombers and they just straight up got their respect and their fame from bombing streets and bombing mm-hmm. trains and bombing, you know, all that cool shit. And then they moved up to doing the corporate shit. Yeah, because yeah, that's cool. Well, that, that's what the what the Shepherd Ferry was like that. And um, what's his name? Um, Banksy. Banksy was still like fucking. Uh, he doesn't sell his own art. I've I mean, never cared for any of those two guys. Dude. Banksy. Those, never, those guys are cool. You know, we pace is cool. Uh, I like straight up fucking cans. They're racking mm-hmm. and they go bomb. Yeah. And they're st- and they run for cops and you know they. They're bombing buses or fucking getting grills or hitting destinations yeah. or like fucking rock and roll all cities and shit, you know, shit like that. Um, I like that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, you know, th- so I'm in the middle. What, I like I like like the upper playground. I like those fools from Frisco up there. Yeah. San Flores. I love all those fuckers. Dude. Like like we Pacers, they're cool. They, mm-hmm. they got their own little lane and stuff. But uh, I'm kind of traditional where I like bombers. Yeah. I like fools have backpacks and skaters and like Chaka, you said, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like they'll they'll fucking be skating. They have their backpack full of cans that they just racked and boom, they take it down and just rock the whole fucking bus, hit destination, the mm-hmm. grill and all that shit and then fucking bounce and move on like and then they can sell a $400 painting yeah because they're like oh yeah 
I'll fucking buy a Chaka piece before I buy any other pieces. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's an original L.A. bomber. Yeah. But that's just me. So what's the rule with the buses? I mean, I remember like growing up in the, in the 80s and the early 90s. 90s. Yeah, I mean, they were just like fucking buses would bombed like the fuck out. And now nobody touches buses anymore. Because you can't. You know what? Because in New so York, they had the L's, the elevated trains. They had subways and shit like that. But this is L.A. We, what do we have? The RTD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but still, nobody tags in the buses anymore. You can't because they have cameras. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, they have protective grills where you grab that shit mm -hmm. and it breaks on purpose. You know, but uh, in my day, fuck, man, if you rock the grill... And every see everybody seeing you do that shit, they're like, oh shit! You, what you do is you jump on the bumper, you grab the grill part of the exhaust, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you write your whole shit on there. You write your crew or you write your name, and then boom, you rock the grill. If you can do that successfully and get away, <laughs> like you were the man. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> as crazy Dude. as that sounds for people who not into that shit, I still remember uh, junior high days, fucking. It was a mob that'll fucking just tag up a whole the bus. The whole bus. The and fucking the, windshield. And the fucking bus driver in there just like, God damn it. <laughs> like, fuck, I got to get to the next spot. And these fucking kids are rock riding on my <laughs> shit. And then you were the man if you did the grill. Mm -hmm. But if you did destination, which means where the bus is going and you're riding on the fucking windshield. Yeah. You're holding onto the windshield wiper. And the bus driver's like, fuck. These motherfuckers, dude. I seen I seen one kid on the back of the bus while I was driving, fucking just mobbing up, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, the bus crazy, is moving dude. while yeah. they're doing that. So the idea is you jump on when he gets on, uh -huh. you hit that shit, and then to the next stop, then you jump off. Yeah. yeah. And then when you jump off, you can write your name on the bumper, or well, usually would you write your name, your mm -hmm. crew on the grill, uh -huh. and then when you jump off, your name on the bumper. Yeah. If you were a badass. <laughs> yeah, I remember I remember having uh, just making line drawings of the bus and then we'll fucking draw what we want to tag on that shit, dude. The old peace books. <laughs> yeah. So if if you really did it, one guy did the grill, one guy did destination, and then a couple guys did the windows and then just you just fucking you just bombed that shit, dude. <laughs> and it was it was cool for a minute, but then people started getting busted and then they started handing out felonies for yeah. it. So then the kids stopped and then they started putting yeah, and then you start putting cameras on the thing, so it's like, okay, so... And now they put that fucking film on the window, so you can't even scribe or fucking tag on it. They just yeah. peel it off, dude. Yeah. It's like, fuck that, man. So, you know, I can understand, you know, when we were a kid, it's like that spirit. Mm -hmm. But in reality, you're a fucking asshole tearing <laughs> shit up. And some guy my age, like, well, I am now, had to clean that yeah, shit. Yeah, dude. They're like, dude, this sucks, dude. I got a fucking hangover and all these... Goddamn kids rolling on the motherfucking bus, and I'm doing fucking overtime, and I gotta clean this shit before I go home. Well, I'm not trying to go home. Fuck these kids. You know, you know the one thing I don't like nowadays is that that sprayer. How they fucking? Uh, I don't like buff, that, dude. The buffer. Yeah, I do. I don't fucking like that. Don't, don't they use like a fire extinguisher or something like that? It could oh, be, that shit's ugly, dude. Yeah, I don't like that. I know that what you're shit, talking dude. about. Yeah, they fucking use a. It's a fire extinguisher. It could be a fucking pumper. Yeah. One of those little sprayers. It could be anything, dude. Yeah, they put paint in the, the water. Because we, we tried that with regular paint and a super soaker a long time ago, and it was fucking messy, dude. I think <laughs> it's cool if you're doing a battle, mm -hmm. but just to get up like that. Like, it looks ugly, dude. Yeah, unless you have can control with it, and you probably don't. I've seen it. It's ugly. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen any good ones, dude. No. Fuck all that, man. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, I, I started trying to tag when I was younger. It was by asshole, but it shit did not fuck <laughs> it. It didn't carry with me, dude. I just didn't like destroying people's shit, man. 
Like I, I seen where they tag up on front of somebody's house. Dude. I was like, that's, that's not, not cool. that's not cool at all, dude. You know, businesses what? is still not cool, but I get it more than a fucking regular <laughs> house, dude. You know what? Um, my 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 homie Jezzer, mm-hmm. a bomber from CBS, he says he's got some rules. He said I won't get up on somebody's house or their if, if it's a mom and pop mm-hmm. business. Uh, I'll get up on some city shit like yeah. a bus stop on some Starbucks shit. Yeah, I'll get up. Well, he said like I won't get up on a business. I'll like I'll get up where it's gonna uh, where it won't get buffed out mm-hmm. and where a mom and pop doesn't have to come out of their pocket. Mm-hmm. So he won't bomb their garage or you know. He said uh, I'll do the curb because the city's city will buff that out. Yeah. But the fucking gangs are the ones attacking the houses and shit. Nah, I see nah. some taggers hit up houses, dude. It, it, it's the toys. Yeah. Because a real gangster won't do shit like that. Because yeah. he doesn't want to fuck up the program and, like, bring heat. You know what I mean? Yeah. They don't want to be seen, you know? It's usually fucking little kids, dude. The youngsters, the people. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you remember my neighbor, Andy. When I used to live in apartments. Andy, 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 Andy. Andy and Gustavo. Okay, yeah. They tagged up their fucking roof. <laughs> Their own roof. <laughs> they fucking tagged up. Good. Dude. You know what a Mexican dad will say? He say, "Hey, go right on your fucking ass. You run to ride on something." Well, the parents never. The parents never saw it, dude. <laughs> well, you, if asshole. you Google our homeboy's house, it still has TVV on it. <laughs> yeah, with, anarchy. An, with the anarchy sign on it. On Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Uh, there used to be a warehouse next to us. Every time it was, it was like one of those businesses that would just keep going out of business, dude. So we would go in there and we'll just go mob up the fucking walls. That's like that. That's, that, that's as crazy as I got right there. Damn. And then we did the outside one day and fucking it was Christmas time. And I don't know what the fuck we thought of, dude. But we started collecting all the tr- the Christmas trees <laughs> from the area, dude. Oh, no. And we put it in the parking lot. And you burned them. We burned it. <laughs> but at the same time, all the work we did, all the paint was melting off the oh. fucking walls, dude. Hey. Dude, didn't that fire get so high? It was hitting the power <laughs> yeah, lines. Dude. It was hitting the fucking power lines. It was, bro. Like, it was at least 40 trees, dude. We were on our skateboard. It was these a things, dude. gang of Christmas trees. That shit was fucking hey, bright. That whole, that whole street lit up, dude. It was fucking funny, man. Joe. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> No, you're gonna talk. Tell me how you feel about um, graffiti and the things that you've been exposed to since, like you know, doing all these shows and stuff. What do you see? She's shaking her head. What do I think? Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. It's exciting. It's, why? Uh, why? Why? Why is it exciting? Because mm-hmm. um, I I'm there live and I get to see that and that's something that I never thought I would be able to. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> uh, wow. I was trying to hold it. <laughs> um, very educational. You get to learn um, a lot of the background and you know of the actual artists themselves. Um, and what was your other question? You ever see stuff like that? No, never. So what do you think? I think it's awesome. I think it's great. I think it's uh, very um, educational in a way. It can be. Um, it's good for the newcomers that are coming out. Um, I thought it was nice. That's and when cool. I went to Texas, it was nice, too. That was cool, right? It was very, Just it was the, fun. The very family fun. vibe. Yes, like, very humble. And I'm glad we're going out again. See, the thing is, like, I'm pretty sure it's when all genres of music, when you earn your stripes in the underground, and whoa, <laughs> when you earn your stripes in the underground, and I told my girl this, like, watch. Watch how they treat us when we go over there. Like, 
it's not about this is that or money or nothing like that. It's your pop, your props in the street mm-hmm. and your name, your name, and the things you contributed to hip hop. When you're chilling with other people on the same level, the same kind of respect and how they treat you, it's just like man, this is family. Like when you were saying, punk rockers would rock the crowd and they're with another band and they're like oh come chill with us and come mm-hmm. stay with us and it's that same type of level mm-hmm. right and you've seen it firsthand it's something you're not really used to and you know i told you when i first met you like all right you know i, I do hip-hop and stuff like that so now seeing it firsthand like um you get to see kind of like how it is so what do you, what do you think like i think it's fresh yeah. i like it did you expect it to be something like that? Um, no, never. What'd you think? Um, very exciting. Uh, something that, you know, that is very memorable. Uh, you know, this is something that I can say, you know, hey, I've done that before. And not, you know, be backstage and see everybody rocking out and meet the DJs and all the artists. And I, I met a lot of very, very, very talented artists. Like who? Um... I don't want. I I, I know some of the names. Yeah, I did. Yes, I did. Mellow Manis. Yes, I did take pictures with them. Um, also, like with the CBS crew, met a few of those guys. Sloke. Yes. And Jazz. Yes. 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 And you were able to um, do some work with them. And that was really that was cool. That was like cool. That. You yeah. know, um, because when we saw Kid Frost and Mellow Manis, actually, my friend George. Um, that rolls with uh, Psycho Realm, uh, he's starting to DJ and stuff. And when I first met him, you know, it was a it was a trip because we kind of knew the same people, but it was kind of, you know, we never knew each other. Yeah. Kind of like when you're talking with your band, you yeah. know, and the guy you met. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole, that that's a whole nother conversation, me and him, but uh, randomly he hit me up and he was like, yo, hectic, man, I'm going to do this, uh, I'm starting to DJ and collecting 45s and stuff, and I'm going to do a set. Mm-hmm. Can you help me? And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll help you. Like, what do you need help with? Like, how to DJ? <laughs> 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 I was like, what the fuck? Well, let me ask I, thought you that was, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> was so, cool. Let me ask you a DJ question. Um, when you're getting ready to perform and you're thinking of a set, what, 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 what's, like the, what's the most important thing, like, as far as, like, the vibe that I'm trying to set. The vibe that you're trying to set. Like, well, say, okay. Say, hey, um, like Lika wants you to do a DJ set tomorrow night. What do you, what, what do you start? Well, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll start with um, the first night I came here with the, with the earthquake mm-hmm. that I, I came through. So I didn't know any of you guys. Um, I knew Mino. Uh, I knew Bago. You know, I didn't know you. And I, I, I didn't know Chris. I didn't know Rick. You know, um, but knowing Bago and like his set standards of his music and knowing Mino and how he gets down and stuff, I'm like, all right, this is for the heads. How am I going to represent at a show I've never been to? So, you know, I kind of looked into it and kind of, you know, kind of checked out the fans. I'm like, okay, they have a, a deep appreciation for music. So I'm going to come with it because Bago, he's mm-hmm. a man, he digs. Mm-hmm. And plus he knows. And Mino too, he's a, a DJ, you know, he's a turntableist. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, so now I got to come through and represent for those two. And the other two, mm-hmm. I'm going to put on a show. So when I came through, 
Um, you know, I brought my obscure records because Bago is a record collector. So is Mino. He, you know, he gets the labels and stuff. So I was like, okay, so now I, I'm putting, you know, when I play my records, I'm going to play them for diggers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play them for turntablists. I'm going to play them for scratch DJs. So they know when I come through, like, not only am I repping for the show, but also for the listeners because they have an appreciation for our music, you know, music. So, like, when we DJed our live events, you know, um, numerous cats, they were, like, getting down. So I'm like, okay, so now I know what kind of show it is. So these are the kind of records I'm going to play because I need to get attention for the people in the place to be and then the people that are coming and then also my the gems that I want to drop personally that my favorites and stuff mm. so that's how I read a crowd because not all the venues that I go to are straight up hip hop some of them are gonna be deep house mm-hmm. freestyle or top 40 club music or just like that west coast fucking backyard buggy type shit you know or just like you know some funk west coast funk and I get down like that I'll play I'll go into a top 40 club and rip it mm-hmm. with some fucking Drake or some Nicki Minaj or you know some club music shit like that because that shit is cool too but when I come out when DJ Hectic's coming out to wreck a spot I'm doing that golden era type you know that just fucking that spirit we're talking about Mm -hmm. just coming to wreck shit what's some stuff that you wouldn't you would not play (sighs) you know what I really don't like playing you know um the shit they play on the radio all Mm -hmm. day um Cause there's some Cardi B shit that I'll play, um, some stuff that I won't play. Uh, you know what? Like, you know, just like uh, that fucking guy, dude. What's his name? Uh, uh, Takashi. <laughs> I <laughs> never play one of his records ever. Yeah. Ever. Cause I don't really like that kind of music. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm a hater or you know the kids say a uh, 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 old head or that fucking okay boomer shit. Mm-hmm. It's just that um, I I. Uh, you know, I, I don't live that life. You mm-hmm. know, I don't portray that type of life. I think they're fucking posers. Um, I think they're fucking just uh, fiends that rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess like Migos, you know, there's only a couple songs that I'll play from them. Uh, not that I hate on them. They're excellent businessmen and stuff like that. I just don't like nonsense. Yeah. I don't like fucking nonsense. When I, when I hear, uh, you know, rap, or I don't even listen to rap. When I hear hip hop like J. Cole mm-hmm. or Kendrick Lamar or fucking Logic or, you know, some some of Drake's songs, mm-hmm. I, I need to hear lyrics. Something that uh makes me think or goes with the problems that I'm going through or the shit that I'm facing and I can relate to. I like words. I don't like fucking nonsense and drug music. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I stay away from that shit. You know, I smoke weed and I listen to lyrics. I listen to messages. I listen mm-hmm. to some shit that'll make me think. Yeah. Make me <clears throat> fucking wanna create like what mm-hmm. you were saying. Just make me just uh, you know, fucking uh radiate that same type yeah. of energy. And uh, with that dumb shit like Takashi and that fucking stupid doesn't shit, do anything for me neither, dude. Nah, it's disposable, man. Yeah. You hear it once, it serves its purpose, and you're on to the next one. Yeah, I like a song like you know when we're talking about Gangstar, man. Fuck that album. Like I'm gonna be listening to that for the next ten years. Mm-hmm. My son's gonna be listening to it. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's just some music that you can carry on yeah. with. You know, not just the fucking rap music. They they literally make noises. I was listening to a song and 
uh, I think it was Nicki Minaj. She says some dumb shit. I get the and I get the and <laughs> I'm like, are they fucking just making sounds? They're dude? the like, same phrases, dude. Like, that's what it, man. Is not this, even not even phrase. 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 It's just, it's just like just a, a sound. A it's weird. And it's like they use the word for the whole song. Yeah. And like nowadays, like if you can't say hey or yeah yeah, like I don't want play any of yeah. any music that says that in there. <laughs> like I just don't. That's that's not me. It's not me. I'm too old. I don't like it. I'm not going to play it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> I was very lucky, very fortunate to see Gangstar live. Wow. I saw him with Rage Against the Machine at the forum. With Primo, too? I think so, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's it was a, it was dope. back in the day. Um, It was just a, the full lineup, full lineup. And uh, I remember fucking Guru holding up a sledgehammer. Oh. And he was fucking banging it on the floor, dude. It was bad, dude. <laughs> Breaking the stage. Cause Fuck he he yeah. had this crazy stage setup and uh and they were breaking rocks in the stage, dude. And yeah. it was a fucking it was vicious. That was a fucking wicked. That was a wicked set. I mean, for an opener, you know, because everybody's there to see Rage Against the Machine. I was there Jeez. to see. I didn't. I mean, I knew of Gangstar. I wasn't a fan of <laughs> Gangstar at the time. This is like about fifteen years ago, maybe, maybe more. And um, seeing that made me a fan of Gangstar. Yeah. I mean, just 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 the, their wordplay, the delivery, and the rhyme content. Yeah, the way they rocked the crowd it was like not their genre, you know. And the way they they turned them, because they're they're people are there to see rock shit. They're there to see Rage Against the Machine, as rap as Rage Against the Machine is. They're still a rock band. Yeah, they're more Led Zeppelin than they are a rap band. But but they the band is rock. Yeah, but the. The lead singer is a rapper. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like you know, just just that they're that's the audience they have. They're yeah, the alternative yeah. audience. It's that's not a hip hop audience. Nah, in any sense. And and here comes Gangstar, which is a bona fide hip hop group. Yeah, that's and, fucking cool. And they fucking just rock that fucking crowd. I mean, they, and that's hard rock. That's, <laughs> that's punk. That's, that's punk crazy rock. shit, dude. It was a fucking. That was a bad show. That was a bad show. And you know what's dope about Gangstar, man? You know, I got into them you know, in the early 90s and um, just the shit that you go through when you're a mm-hmm. kid, mm-hmm. you know, you're just mad at the fucking world for no goddamn reason. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, fuck, man, like, Guru really embodied that. Yeah. And he really, you know, there's a song where he moved from Boston to New York and he was renting a room out with his aunt and said, don't bring no girls here, you can stay. And then, you know, just talking about Primo being from Houston, coming to get, and they just told their struggle. And at the same time, in my mind, you know, I was a kid just on my own and listening to this. And I'm like, man, this is it, man. This is like what I'm going through. And it was just the music for the time. And, you know, uh, when Guru passed away, man, I got lucky enough to open up for him at a record store. Or it was actually a record school. I didn't know if they turned into a school or if they ever really did it. But uh, he, he had hired me. Well, actually, I got an interview to spin at the uh, mm-hmm. school and teach, you know, um, but then, you know, I got an opportunity at the Jam Mastery Scratch Academy and I went there instead. But he said, hey, man, you know, if you want, Guru is going to do an uh, in-store for Guru 7.0. I was like, oh, shit, I'll come. <laughs> yeah, okay. And he has some other DJs and shit. And, uh, I, you know, they're a crew and they're playing their shit. And then, you know, they all split off. And then I was like, all right, 
So I'm gonna burn all these motherfuckers because I got all the gangstar on <laughs> wax. I'm gonna burn all these guys because it's still a competition. It's mm-hmm. still I gotta make okay, that's them, that's me. I'm gonna make more noise because Guru's in the spot right now. So I wanna get Guru's attention. That's mm-hmm. good showmanship though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just that vibe. You don't well, I, I, I didn't, Yeah. And I didn't know them, they didn't know me. But I wanted to make a line in the sand, like, mm-hmm. fuck you guys. <laughs> it's hectic in the house. I don't huh. care how many is with you. Without being cocky, I used to fucking walk in that gig like I'm the baddest motherfucker on yeah. four strings, dude. Yeah, because I came alone. You guys yeah. have a bunch of you, so I got to make exactly. I gotta make seven times more noise than you because there's seven of you and one of me, so fuck all of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was my thought process, dude. Mm-hmm. And Guru was there, and that's just hip-hop. That's punk rock. It's like fuck everybody. Get like in a K- circle and fuck everybody up. Yeah, right? like, like KRS said. Shit. KRS said, "Fuck who came before me <laughs> and fuck who comes after me." Because right now this is real hip hop. Yeah, <laughs> and and that was my thing. And you know what? It fucking worked because when I was done with my set, all I played was Guru, the whole shit, Gangstar, and uh, they said, "Hey, hectic, uh, pack your shit up." Uh, Get all your records together. Get your record. He gave me the a copy of 7.0. He said, go get the, go get your autograph before he leaves. Hmm. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay, so that was it. I packed up my records, grabbed my bag, and I was out. I came back with the fucking little Guru 7.0. And I was like, oh, cool. He was right there, dude, chilling. I'll never forget it. He looked fucking fresh, dude. His gear looked fresh. He was just like ball head slick in the flesh right there. Yeah. And I was like, oh. That's him. That's him. <laughs> Never meet him, met him. Just vibed out to the music. Right there is the fucking dude. And I was like, oh man, Guru, man. Hey, man, it's real nice to meet you. You know, uh, my name is DJ Hectic, man. I was like, I grew up to your <laughs> shit. Can you sign my record? He was like, yeah, I, I signed it. And it was like, was that you and your crew playing all that gangstar? I was like, nah, I don't know them, but that was me playing that. He was like, oh yeah? I was like, yeah. I have all your shit, man, but I know you're doing this 7.0, but can you sign one of my Gangstar albums? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, which one you got? And I was like, all of them. <laughs> and he was like, and he looked at me, he was like, oh, so you a Gangstar fan. I was like, yeah, I got all of them. Can you sign one? He was like, nah. I was like, oh, okay, well, I got this. And he was like, nah. Show me. Show me you got all of them, and I'll sign all of them. <laughs> oh, shit. And I was like, yeah. It's like, okay, let me come back. He's like, all right, come back. Hey, he just looked at me. He's like, just kidding. Got all of them. <laughs> hey, God, I'll do it. I was like 22, 23. I came back with all of them. He was like, oh, shit, you got them all. Fuck. So you're a real gangster. And I was like, all right, come back. And I was like, well, which one are you going to sign? I expected one. Give me, give me a couple minutes. I'll come back. I'll sign them all for you. Damn. I was like, what? Fuck yeah. That dude. was dope, dude. I had 15 albums, dude. 15 fucking albums, single, all kinds of shit. I still have more, but I had 15 albums with me. I came back and he really did sign them all. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. And I was like, damn. I was geeked the fuck out. And I was like, let me take a picture. He was like, and he started joking. He was like, what the fuck? I just signed all your records. You now still you want a picture? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? Uh, a week later, I got the drop. Hmm. I got a drop. And he was like, you're still asking for shit. <laughs> damn, dude. And, and you know what? And then like a, 
uh, like maybe like three, four months later, he passed away. I was mm-hmm. devastated. Dude. Yeah. I was like, you know, because that was my thing uh, when I was a kid. And uh, man, Guru, you know, that's that's what makes an artist from the artist we have now. This guy passed away so long ago, but his music was so mm-hmm. dope that we're still talking about it, like with passion. Yeah. You know, and anybody you name now, can you talk like that? That's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. But you know what? That's not where we're going to stay because music, it, it reinvents itself. It yeah. goes in waves. It goes yeah. in waves. Right now, it's just weird. It's a, real, it's a weird time for every genre. And I think it's just corporate people making money, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I think every genre, they're, they're going to come back to like the real shit because yeah. people are tired of that nonsense bullshit. You know what? I, you know, I, I said that for fucking probably the past eight years you know that what's a band that reps right now that you like I couldn't tell you like something new something just get your attention like well, yeah. no cause like fucking all, all the fucking music I listen to they've been established since the fucking 90s or, or 2000s I mean I listen to all their shit but nothing that really stands out nothing stands out that, that this is gonna stand the test of time hmm. cause I mean I listen to all fucking genres of music I don't say that lightly, like, oh, I love music and I just, I'm going to just listen to hip-hop. No, I listen to all music, from fucking jazz, classical, punk rock, country, whatever the fuck. I mean, if it's dope, I'm going to listen to it. And, you know, the, there's a formula, and, and I, I, I noticed it years ago, where there's a climate in the, uh, you know, the atmosphere, uh, a bad president, a bad economy, you know, indifference. You know, a stagnant fucking society, whatever. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this great genre pops up. Be it punk rock, be it uh, mm. the 90s hip hop. So a subculture. No, it's just something Something in society sparks this fucking beautiful genre, whatever it may be. And it blows up, just like the 90s music just blew mm-hmm. up. And uh, I don't see that happening again. I don't know. I mean, just... I don't think the people have the ability to sit and listen. And if they have the ability to sit and listen, I don't think they have the ability to sit and care enough to do something about it, to change things. And this is our whole thing here. I mean, I preach it all the time, but this is why we why we exist. Mm-hmm. It's to get people to go just fucking listen to this motherfucker. He's dope. Trust me. Mm-hmm. And they still won't. And they still won't. They, they just fucking scroll up on their Instagram and... and uh. And it always goes back to what's what's popular at the time, you know. Yeah, it it really does. I and mean, right now we have so many fucking things out there that you can't concentrate on one thing. It's what just, about what about you, Rick? What what is there a band that sticks out like? Yeah, I'm gonna fuck with these guys. And just, to me, it's just always gonna be sick of it all. I mean, uh, I'm gonna keep saying that. But what I've been doing actually, I've been going back to some of the bands I used to like, uh, and and not just listen to the popular shit, but like the other stuff, the the stuff that's not popular, the the records that did not hit. And I've been listening to a lot of fucking 80s shit, dude. Fucking, mm. you know. <clears throat> I've been listening to a lot of 80s stuff and, like, listening to the stuff that wasn't popular. And you find some gems there, dude. Yeah. You know, it's I've, so old that it's new again. Yeah. And, and the, just stuff that wasn't the fucking played or nobody's heard forgotten, of. Right? Yeah. Because, like, I never like singles because you don't get, you get different variations of the popular song, but you don't hear the rest of the fucking album. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't one back then to go listen to the whole fucking album. I'll just mm. listen to that one fucking popular song. See, I got the two singles, the first single, the remix, mm-hmm. and then the second single, and then I got yeah. the album. Yeah. Because they were different. Yep, yeah. exactly. And it, it, 
And to me, like, new music is just doesn't fucking it. It's too perfect. It's too timed. It's too... I, I hate that shit, dude. I don't fucking like that stuff. And it's too tailored. Yeah. You know, Rick really hit the fucking nail on the head. Um, there's a there's a guy that I follow, and um, I learned a lot from him. Uh, his name is Rick Beato, and uh, he has a he has a YouTube channel, and but he's a he's a music teacher. His son is known for having perfect pitch, mm. so he could he could play any note on the piano, and he knows exactly what fucking note that is. It's fucking crazy. Anyway, he talked about um, somebody put a somebody put put a post where he, they were saying that uh, Jonas Brothers is the new funk, or the song that uh, uh, it was a certain song of the Jonas Brothers that was a new funk, and they um, they related to James Brown. Oh, come on. Yeah, dude. Who the fuck said that? It's a fucking millennial. Who the fuck you think he said it? And and uh he showed an example cuz um he go, he breaks the song down. He has a he has a he has a great series and I suggest anybody listen to it. It's called What Makes a Song Great. And he has like about 60 episodes right now and he breaks down a song from track to track and um kind of like what they do on the KLOS. Mm-hmm. But he goes into more detail because he's a classically trained musician. So you could get the real, like, just the crust of that fucking song. Anyways, he breaks down, like, the James Brown shuffle, that, that drum, that famous drum beat that everybody fucking samples. I don't know the name of the song right now. Funky and, Drummer. Yeah. Yeah, Funky Drummer. That's what it was. And uh, he, he shows you the, the, how the shuffle of, of that, that beat, like, how it, how it falls out and it comes back in a beat. And it just, like, you know, it's just... A natural shuffle, and that's like the essence of funk. And then they played the the Jonas Brothers beat, which was like syncopated. I think that's what they call it, where it's um they get the drums and then they 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 clean it up so much it's in perfect timing. Yeah, it's kind of like that whole thing with like jingles for like Subway or Carl's mm-hmm. Jr. that they play on the down note. So mm-hmm. that's what they that the the down note the downbeat goes first. And then they kind of build on top of it it's where it sinks in your head. The Jonas Brothers, they're pretty good, but they're heavily produced. Uh, I don't think it's funk. I don't think it's rock. I think mm-hmm. it's pop. I think it's like the new age of that blue eye soul, mm-hmm. you know, like John Oates and the other f- fucking guy. You know, <laughs> yeah. You it, mean Daryl? <laughs> Daryl Oates? <laughs> yeah, those fucking guys. You know, where, um, you know, it's that blue eye soul, man. You know what I mean? It's, 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 uh, White black music. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. I mean, like it's cool. The one thing I listen to, the one thing I can't stop listening to recently is Mac Miller. Mac Miller's dope. You can't compare, the, but like you know, those, the, but then, those guys, they're 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 heavily corporate. You know, corporate. Mm-hmm. You know, they got money behind that shit. Yeah. That's not the new funk, man. That's it's not it's funk. you know, it's not the new. Whoever funk. the fuck said that is full of shit. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what that's what the, this guy Rick Beato was talking about. He's like, dude, this isn't that even funk, and I'm gonna show you. And fucking an example of what they're talking about, and I'm explaining why it's not funk. Not funk, but they they, that that syncopation though that 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 whole that that whole drum program that just tightens everything up and takes away takes away the feel. Like Joe, like Joe Jonas, he makes dope songs. He's got some really good songs. But to label as the new funk, you're like no, 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 hell no. There's only one funk. And it's the motherfucking funk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not the funk. It's not dirty, stinky, nasty. Yeah, right. Uh, fuck yeah. Crusty ass. That's why they yeah. call it funk. No, it's not that. They serve their purpose. They have good music. 
but it's not the funk. <laughs> the whole funk and nothing but the funk is <laughs> not. But you know what? But that's the, that's the problem with uh, with technology, I guess. Um, it takes away the feel of 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 the beat, and it takes away the soul. There's no of the, soul of the in music. That music. Yeah, there's no soul in that music. And that's what that's what really bumps me out. I mean, you listen to like Amy Winehouse. You listen to Amy oh, Winehouse, and, and then you could hear her fucking pain, her now turmoil. That's funk. That's funk. Her, yeah, you yeah, could, you, you could, you could feel all that shit, yeah. you know. And, and you listen to a an R and B R and B singer, um, fucking Adele. Or you could listen to Adele, and you can hear that. bad too. She's bad too, but you could hear the auto tune in that fucking voice. I don't think so. Not with her. She's a I beautiful singer. She's a beautiful singer, but I could hear where that pitch is impossible to sing. She is a dope singer. Though. Yeah, she's a dope singer, but I mean, I I could hear she could sing it, but the recording is too polished. Yeah, the recording is very very polished, so it's, it's very overproduced. But like I said, like comparing those two, like are 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 just a just a R and B singer of today, you know, name your pick your poison, you know, just just anybody. Uh, God. A, Jane Eiko. Okay, and then you compare to Amy Winehouse, and she you oh, know you can't. <laughs> Amy Winehouse wrote all her music. And then she was at, I remember watching a video of her and uh, she was talking about that it was fucking hard to sing all these these songs that came from pain. Jesus. And now I'm singing them all to you in order and I'm, it's bringing it back, you know? No wonder. She's you know, fucking- yeah, and you could, you could, you could, you could, feel, you could feel that. You could feel that. And then the, the, the cracking of her voice when she's just like, you know, and you could, they're just like, yes. that shit really like fucking like puts, a, you know, the claws into you. Yeah. And you can have a song like made in the last 10 years and it's fucking a great song. Mm-hmm. But it's just missing that one little element of humanity, you know, that that one little imperfection, that that little dirtiness. That little dirtiness that's cleaned up because you know, Pro Tools found it and saw it as an error and cleaned it up. Ah, leave that shit in there. Yeah. That's exactly. what makes the music to me, dude, like fucking corn daddy. When he fucking start crying at the end of the fucking yeah. song, dig. I mean, uh, that was like to me. That was. I'm, I'm not the biggest corn fan, but that was like perfection. That was a perfect fucking song. That was the rawest fucking album I've heard. Yeah, yeah dude. Heard that when, shit. Yeah, was it was, life is peachy. No, no, no. That, that's I'm the, sorry. The, the first the self-titled. Yeah, self-titled. It, even the soft, even the fucking life is peachy was life fucking. Is, yeah, dude. I, to me, some of the best recordings, dude. Yeah. Even like Limp Biscuit. I hate saying this, but even their recordings were fucking tight, dude. Yeah, some of their beats were fresh. Yeah, I didn't really their like music Fred was bad, dude. Durst, yeah. Like, you know, I can appreciate now what he was doing back then. To me, back then it was a little corny, but now looking back at it, like he did have the DJ in there. He did mm-hmm. have the graffiti. He did feature the rap. Like I got a lot of fucking hate, dude. Right? He did, and you know what? Now looking, he back got at hate it, now, but he sold millions of. No, fucking he had records. hate back then too, dude. But, you know, like you know? now, now looking at it a little bit older, I kind of appreciate what he mm-hmm. was doing because he made his own lane. He yeah. didn't give a fuck what all that hate that he got, yep. but dude, he had Mir yep. to do his album cover, which is like, oh my god, like. He's one of my favorite That's CBS a, He did a significant other, right? Mm-hmm. No, me, well, Mir is the artist. No, who, no, I know, but he did the the cover the for song, significant yeah. other. He did a lot of covers, yeah. Mir, but he got them, and then he had like dope DJs <laughs> to do real mm-hmm. scratching on his songs, yeah. 
And dude, like it or not, he had Method Man and DJ Premier yeah, for the hip hop heads. Yeah. Dude. And back then, you know, I was on my bullshit because it was 95 and I was like a mm -hmm. hardcore. And I was like, oh, fuck all that corny shit. But now, like seeing it, like, you know, whether, you know, talk shit or not. But yeah, DJ Premier. Yeah, and yeah. to have DJ Premier, like, and Method Man from Wu-Tang. That's like, shit. What, what can I really say to that? And he had yeah. Snoop Dogg on it. Like, he had... You know, he did his fucking thing, so I give yeah. him props now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just never understood the hate for him, dude. I, mean, uh, I think was, he was corny. He, he wasn't perfect, but it was like, dude, it fit that shit. genre. It, it, it fit that fucking time, dude. One of the best fucking shows I've ever been to was a Limp Bizkit show. Yeah. That, they, I mean, that fool could rock a crowd. I mean, yeah, just, he uh, can. I ain't, I ain't going to fucking hate, you know? Like, it's not like... It's not on my Spotify playlist. Yeah. You know, and it's not something I'm like, oh, you know what? I want to listen to that Limp Bizkit album today. No, but... Seeing him live, seeing that band live, it was just fuck. He was booed in, 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 um, by eighty thousand people. It still didn't give a fuck at the Coliseum the, for the first three fucking songs. You couldn't hear the. You couldn't hear. But he kept going. He kept going. That's dope. And I'll tell you one thing: the fourth song, everybody was fucking singing along. Fuck yeah! That's how you turn a crowd around, that's, dude. That's an MC. That's how you turn that's a crowd a around. MC. And he fucking sang Sanitarium, fucking the Metallica song, and everybody fucking lost their fucking mind. They loved Shit. it. Everybody was singing along. Damn. You know, and then that's cool. I mean, that takes that's a lot cool. of balls. That but is, you know what? Yeah. There's a lot of hypocrisy with people when it comes to, like, Limp Biscuit, let's say. Maybe cause because he wasn't from the underground. I don't know. Because right now, like, you, you talk about Limp Biscuit, and everybody's like, oh, fuck Limp Biscuit, this, this, and that. First of all, their music was fucking bad. It was dope. They had a fucking bad guitar player. They had a bad drummer and the fucking, you know, and, and they had a fucking hard, locked, tight <laughs> rhythm section like like no other. It's mm -hmm. dope. I mean, that, and that's what makes you bob your head. If your rhythm section is whack, you're just going to stand there like a, like a hard dick. Also, you're not going to fucking move. I also but, think they had one of the best fucking covers, dude. Yeah, the fucking Faith. Yeah, yeah. that was, dude, yeah. I fucking love that cover, dude. There's the one song that was like, I'm like a chainsaw. <laughs> I, I like that song. Yeah, that's how that break. Give me the break, something to break. Yeah. break yeah. Yeah. That yeah. shit was dope. <laughs> but he sold millions of records. Mm -hmm. He sold. He did sold out shows, and now he's the most hated person. A lot of people that fucking hate them are probably the same people that are ashamed to admit that they listened to him back in the day. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, hypocrites. I, I'm hypocrites. guilty of it. I'm guilty. Hypocrites. Of it. But I hated on it, but now I respect it. Uh, I made me a hater, <laughs> and that's, what, what? No, I liked it. That's the only reason why I defend Fred. Durst. It was a, a guilty pleasure. Yeah, it's like fucking ice cream in the middle of the night, you know, yeah. just 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 like good food. Yeah. Remember, it was him. Shit. It was. Uh, oh. <laughs> that's me. The, what was it? Family Values tour, dude. Yeah. Remember that shit? What the fuck is that? What the fuck? Really, <laughs> I thought I was bad. <laughs> no, that was my fuck. What the fuck are my, you listening my, my to? My bad. Is that your ringtone? No, it's because I put that Boys to Men song for his fucking pipe oh, for, for the tribute. Yeah, but see, I've been listening to like to that to that shit, dude. I've been listening to fucking a lot of Berlin. Fucking, mm. I just been listening to not the popular shit. I've been listening to like the other stuff. Um, I know she she sang for one of the uh, songs on this movie. I like thrashing. I know that was fucking Berlin, dude. It was a trip. She chilled with Frat Five Freddy. Yeah, she dude. was on the hip hop scene for yeah, real. yeah, yeah. yeah the Rapture. She rapped. No, the, yeah. that's uh, that's Deborah Harry. Oh, that's shit. Blondie. Okay, Blondie. Yeah. Who's Berlin then? Berlin's uh, Sex. The song Berlin Metro. 
riding on a metro. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, dude. okay. So I've been listening to that stuff, but I've been listening to like the unpopular shit, and it's fucking, it's cool as shit, dude. That shit's dope. Yeah. You know what? I'm a straight surprise. What now that you see us and you kind of like hear the stuff I list? What what do you vibe to? What what gets you going? You know, maybe you're not in the scene, Joe, but maybe you know you're around us and stuff. What like do you that. like to listen yeah. to? Yeah, <clears throat> depends on my mood. Um, I usually like um, sometimes I like country music, depending just depends on my mood, how what I'm feeling at that moment. Um, I can listen to um, jazz. During the holidays, believe it or not, I do like to sit there and listen to Christmas music. I know a lot of people are just like, oh, I don't want to listen to that. But I do. I, I like. I enjoy it. And especially when it's country, I, I really like it. You I know what's my it. favorite Christmas album? A Charlie Brown Christmas. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's the best. So, yeah, I mean, it, it all depends on my mood. So, what do you think when you're listening to, like, my style of hip-hop? What do you think? Like, when you're not really into the scene, but... When you're listening to it, you're like, "Well, I vibe off you. I I feel your your um, vibe, so it I just kind of go with it. I, I just kind of go with the vibe, you know, just go with the flow. Because if you don't go with the flow, it's just kind of like, what's the purpose? So do you like it though? Do you hear the message? Yes, singing, I do. Like I do singing? like it. Some of them I kind of just don't listen to the wording, and I go with the beat. So not always do I listen to the words. If I like the beat, then that's what I like. Um, there are some songs that I do like the words and I'll listen to it again so I can kind of understand it. Um, I do like a lot of, uh, R&B music. Um, I, I do listen to oldies. I haven't listened to them lately, but I do like the oldies. Um, I like, uh, Patsy Cline. I like that kind of music. <laughs> Believe it or not, I do. I had that fucking Patsy Cline song stuck in my head all day. Yeah. Was I, it I, back in baby's arm? I'm yeah. back in baby's yeah. arm. Yeah. I had that so, song I mean, stuck in my head all day. I like that kind of music. I mean, it, like I said, it all depends on my mood. But I, I do. I like uh, some very classic music. Depend, you know, d- like I said, depends on my mood. And and if, if I hear it and I'm like, oh hey, I like that, and I go look for it and I'll listen to it. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty much open minded to all kinds of different kinds of music. Is there any music you listen to for specific activities? Um, actually, I do. When I go work out, I like to listen to... Um, uh, it's, uh, there's one that I like to listen to. But Backstreet Boys. No, no. no. I, I, I don't... Li- I, I mean, they were, they were okay when they came out. Shout out that to was, the Ying Yang Twins. That was my sister's okay. favorite, my sister's favorite um, band, but no, I, I don't listen to that. But uh, um, more like a, a fast-paced type of music... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what I'm trying to think of when, um, freestyle. Just, what is it? Freestyle music. Um, not really freestyle. More like uh, when you just like, like more like a punk type of you know mm-hmm. kind of just Happy get me going. Tempo. Yeah, something okay. like that. Like I I have to put that on because if I'm listening to R&B, I'm more like okay, I can't work out to this or I can't you know it's not making me like be more proactive with myself. More energized. Yeah. Dude, when I used to work out, when I used to run, I used to listen to uh, DRI, dude. <laughs> DRI. That that's at a temple, man. DRI? That was fucking fast paced. It was that's actually a perfect some, running. Some ill hardcore yes, punk rock shit right yeah. there. Fast paced. Mm-hmm. Very good. It was on beat too for my running style. Shit. Yeah, so was, that's all thing when you're saying like, oh fuck, yeah. I used to run. Yeah, I, I, I like I like. <laughs> I used to stuff run. Like <laughs> yeah. You know, you guys are speaking about uh, Patsy Klein. I like 
that stuff is cool, but original rocker, I think it was really fucking badass. You guys ever heard of Wanda Jackson? Mm-mm. Wanda Jackson. Maybe she uh, song, she has a song called "The Funnel of Love," or the, and uh, she was gonna marry Elvis, or Elvis asked her to marry, oh, her, yeah, and, yeah. and she oh, said okay. no. Okay. Yeah, and she said no. no I know you're talking and about. like he took all her fucking, all his style from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. she's a real fucking rocker, dude. That's that's, a, that's like uh, that's like some rockabilly shit. Rockabilly, right? yeah. yeah. She's yeah. the queen of rockabilly. Yeah. You don't want to talk about a real yeah. fucking rocker. It's like a little old lady. With a guitar and a fucking dress, yeah, she just fucking down, yeah. rock and roll it, and yeah. goddamn, she got you going, dude. Yeah. There's she, been a lot of videos of I've seen a lot of videos of her on Facebook. She's bad. Fucking places, yeah. It's, it's like it's starting you, to come back. There's you want to talk back. about a real fucking rock and roller, man? Mm-hmm. Wanda yeah. Jackson is the shit because she was just this little old lady from the south, you know, with a heavy twang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, man, she can really get you going, dude. And she's just there in a little dress. And she came with and. It. Man, she would fucking rock it. Cause mm-hmm. if you hear that song called "Funnel of Love," shit, that'll get you going, yeah. dude. She and the moves bad. that she did, Elvis did uh, did take her moves. She, and and yeah, sometimes she, she would just be rocking with her mm-hmm. guitar, just like yeah. boom, boom, boom. And you were just like, <laughs> she's killing it. And she would just be there, just like smiling. And you know, uh, fucking Elvis took all her fucking moves, dude, and her sound. And the whole mm-hmm. shit with the guitar and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this, and it's going to be really controversial to some people, but I think Elvis stole everything. He's a fucking, he was the original biter. <laughs> he stole, you can't show that guy shit. Mm-hmm. Elvis is the Carlos Mencia of rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man, he was a fucking jocker, dude. You can't show that guy shit. But, <laughs> hey, but he did it well. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. when you listen to Elvis music, man, he will rock it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was a, he had, he had, he was a trifecta, dude. He was a fucking, he was a star, dude. He was a fucking good looking and ain't could sing. He you know, like he's a fucking triple threat. Yeah, money. Yeah. He, he, like he'll take it all. He'll he'll take your idea and put it on fucking record. Like goddamn, I just. <laughs> he may have stole it, but he did it better. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. did his thing. He was badass. It was that fucking that one Public Enemy song where they call him out? Elvis. Elvis was a hero to most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like motherfuck him and John Wayne. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what? Like he was—he was like the first guy to have like just one name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe. I think. So. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Does he just have one fucking name? Just. I'm. I'm fucking. I'm just. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was any that was any worth of shit. Yeah. Like a, like as far as like a solo pop artist goes, yeah, he's probably one of the guys that have one name. He probably stole that idea from somebody. <laughs> <laughs> like he went to the future and stole it from Sheridan. <laughs> <laughs> Madonna. Exactly. <laughs> when Cher came out later, didn't she? Yeah, she came out later. She came out in the sixties. Yeah. yeah. So Sunny like Cher. Sunny and Cher, yeah. Cher. She was in solo until like the late seventies, I think. The um, early 60s, maybe. Late 60s, maybe. Solo, though. Yeah, late 60s. Then Madonna came out. Madonna, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. We talk about artist development. Like, you know, in the SoundCloud, Spotify era, I don't think Madonna would ever be a superstar. You don't think? She's no. pretty badass. She's dope, but her first two albums didn't hit. But like, It took three albums for her to be Madonna. 
And she she started dressing like a punk rock chick. Yeah. Well, she yeah she. She was more like a valley girl. Yeah, right, in a way. She uh, the one glove, the yeah. fucking yeah. Glove. and you had that one earring. Yeah, you know? but that was like development too, yeah. dude. That was yeah. like to see what's gonna hit, exactly. what's gonna make her pop, dude. Exactly. And when she started dressing like a punk chick. Yeah. yeah, that's before you had a whole crew trying to figure out your style before you go out there. You and know? then she came out with breakers. Yep, yeah. yep. Then she came right. out like a fucking uh, house chick, and then she's always she's she constantly reinvents herself. That's why she's still fucking hot. She's still bad, dude. It's she's Madonna rule, yeah. dude. That fucking Madame X fucking tour that she's on right now, like, she that's, that's a, her new fucking reiteration of herself. I fucking dude. go see it. Yeah. Fuck yeah! If I can afford those tickets, if I, if I can afford <laughs> fucking eight hundred bucks for nosebleed seats, but to see Madonna live, that would be something, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that song, everybody. That's a cool ass fucking song. My fucking, <laughs> my fucking sister saw her live in fucking North Damn. Dakota or something wow. like that or some bullshit, dude. Wow. To see Madonna, I would go see Madonna. Madonna, Prince. Well, uh, Prince, one name. Yeah. You only need one name. He didn't even have a he fucking a, name for a, a while. He was a symbol for a while. Yeah. He was just, yeah. He was just fucking... Just exactly. me. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking dope. His last album was good, dude. I really liked his last album. Yeah. All his music was dope. Yeah. Mike, I heard Michael Jackson was a biter. That Billie Jean was a riff off of some disco. That dun, 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 dun. <laughs> he took it from somebody else. I think everybody takes for somebody else, everybody. man. Honestly, if you had the money and you had the equipment, you're gonna do it. Cause if someone told me a sample, I'll fucking go take that sample. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'll, you know what? On that note, every fucking hip hop producer everywhere is a fucking biter right? <laughs> because you took it from a jazz sample yeah. and just made it your own. So every original hip hopper that says they're original, fuck you guys huh. because you sampled it from a record. <laughs> That's what hip hop is though, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a music built off mm-hmm. of every genre. But it's yeah. it's it's the delivery, the wordplay and the vocal style that makes it unique. You were the first one to buy that record to yeah. sample it. Yeah. <laughs> And then some guy fucking rapped over it. But every rapper or every DJ producer just what was says. That? Last year, that controversy with uh, Lana Del Rey and Radiohead and how she put out a tweet that said that um, Radiohead is suing me because um, the melody in my song sounds a lot like her, their song Creep. What? And huh. yeah, and she put out a bunch came, of tweets. There was somebody else that came out too, uh, yeah. another artist. Yeah, the. the uh, Perry. Yeah, the um, Katy Perry. Katy Perry yeah. Yes, and um, they had to give writing credit to an old obscure song called "The Air I Breathe," which is like almost the same kind of melody. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and well, as far as the guitar goes, and she was making, she put out several tweets is that I'm sorry, guys, I can't sing this song tonight because um, Radiohead. I'm still in that fucking lawsuit with Radiohead, and then fucking somebody from the Radiohead camp goes. We're not fucking suing her. Wow. <laughs> it's probably the label. It's not even the label. Nobody's fucking, nobody, they, they didn't even know who the fuck Lana Del Rey was until she <laughs> put out those tweets with, with them. Probably you know, just, so, she's probably doing that for publicity. Exactly. Yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? You know, like, she's like a, she's a dope singer. I think her producer is shit, you know, and I think she has a lot of potential and she's just fucking with the wrong people because she's, she's bad. And I could see like her being, Amazing, but she's fucking with the wrong people. Like she's doing that grassroots shit, but she needs a fucking bona fide producer. She needs a she's Swiss beat. Yeah, she, she needs a she she needs a fucking Quincy Jones. She needs she needs a motherfucking Dr. Dre. A Dr. Dre. Yeah, she's bad, but like 
She needs. She needs DJ somebody. Like, imagine her with Rick Rubin, dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With well, fucking Rick Rubin. Well, yeah. look what look what she did with that that Sublime cover. Yeah, that mm-hmm. shit was dope, dude. That was dope. But that fucking dope. sonically speaking, if you listen to that on decent headphones or a good stereo, it sounds like fucking caca, dude. Because like it's they recorded perfect. they recorded it in her boyfriend's fucking or, or somebody's fucking living room or shit like that. Yeah, I know. I could tell. You know, it's too much fucking reverb. You know, it sounds like it's coming out of a fucking tin can. I mean, like, you are somebody that needs a producer, that yeah, needs development. She needs guidance. She needs guidance. Well, you know what? Um, talking about that, might as well talk about it. that fucking little kid. What's her name, dude? Billie Eilish. Mm. Yeah. You guys heard of that fucking little chick? Nothing new. Nothing. I. I mean, everybody's like, oh yeah, she's this, she's that. I heard like fucking seven songs on the way to fucking dinner one day and then fucking I didn't see it. I'm sorry. It fucking missed me. I mean, it sounds like everybody else. Well, you know what? There's one song that she has. I don't know. They all fucking sound the same. But, uh, you know, she's a typical teenager preying on other teenagers that are fucking depressed and they yeah. have pills and drugs and want to commit suicide. But they also like music. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the typical shit we always see. But she has one song, uh, I, I'm not even going to sing it, but it has a deep bass line and shit. But I kind of like their story. It's her and her brother that make the music and stuff, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Uh, I don't get the music. I guess I'm too old and they're too young and shit. But I think it's music for basic bitches. I'm sorry. There it's said fucking it. overproduced and overplayed and just like... That's the you just fucking said basic bitches, dick. I said basic bitches, dude. Oh, That's dude. Is a basic <laughs> bitch, dude. How old are you, dick? I'm fucking old, dude. <laughs> Fuck, dude. It's the time that we live in, man. Yeah, I know. I've only seen that like on Instagram posts, dick. Like a basic bitch would but like dude, this song, dude. But dude, this little chick, she fucking sold out the fucking Western Forum twice. Yeah. In one day. Yeah. Good for her, dude. That's fucking kind of crazy. Didn't Taylor yeah. Swift do the same thing or something like that? Maybe. They had the fucking... Well, you remember when we went to the forum mm-hmm. and they had that fucking big-ass thing uh, uh, that Taylor Swift mm-hmm. sold out these shows? That It's right there in the forum. Yeah. She's one of them. So she yeah. sold out the day, the night concert. They added the day cut. So she sold out once and twice. Mm-hmm. And she did it like three days in Jesus ago. Christ. She's a beast, that fucking little kid. Well, they're fucking, they're like following fucking Post is. Malone is selling out fucking arenas everywhere, hey, dude. I think that guy is a fucking, the biggest culture vulture of them all. <laughs> if, if, uh, there's he's a, a fucking culture sodomite, man. God, dude, he's a fucking culture rapist, dude. <laughs> like, man, he's the worst because I, uh, I, th- you know, I was with my son over the weekend and, you know, uh, he was playing on my phone and I don't know what the fuck he was watching because he watches like little kids video and it led up to uh, Post Malone and the new video he's in a fucking night costume like a night you know mm-hmm. night in the yeah like he was like walking, King Arthur and shit King dude. Arth- <laughs> and he was walking through a field that was like fucking burning arrows were coming through and mm-hmm. he was jousting and I was like and I was listening to I was like what the fuck is this song about where have, this have guy guys, <laughs> let me ask you something have you guys ever noticed that people who like like Post Malone and fucking Taylor Swift their musical spectrum is real narrow to like top 40 yeah, yeah. have you ever noticed that dude because it's pop music yeah and you know I I like some of his songs but not 
like uh, there there's a couple songs I, I can't really name them but there's a couple songs where the, the, the song is jamming mm-hmm. dude it's just fucking good but uh it's just like dude I I seen a, a a video of his when he came out early in his career where it was house music mm-hmm. he was wearing booty shorts and he had a scarf and it was very like <laughs> it was very like Uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> it was very gay, dude. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with gay dudes and everything, you know. But this video, he was in booty shorts, mm-hmm. and it, it it was it's a guy with a beard and like ass like fucking chaps. <laughs> it was it was uncomfortable yeah. watched, and I was like, what the fuck am I watching, dude? What is this gay mm-hmm. porn? <laughs> but it was a song by Post Malone. Yeah, and it was. It's fucking whack, dude. And now he sings rap songs. Yeah. It's like, where did he go from that point of his career to this? He found his niche. <laughs> he found his niche. Or he found some stupid asses to buy his music. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you try to get away with shit like that in early in hip hop and you do it now. It's like, no. Dude, that, that probably, that's probably the reason why I don't like him. Because he's probably that there's a fakeness to there, his yeah, music. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he's a good he's a good singer and shit, but there's a fakeness to him that I just don't agree with or like. And it's really weird. I, I I never understood why he made that video mm-hmm. and like I never wanna watch the video again. <laughs> but it's just like now he, he got does eye raped. <laughs> yeah, dude. And uh <clears throat> listening to his music now, it's like now you're doing hip hop, the rap music, like no the fuck out of here dude. I mean he's doing all the face tattoos and all that shit too dude it's like well, it's a trendy yeah. thing to fucking do now dude you can't be an artist without a fake tattoo or a face tattoo why man why yeah. is this the like the that's the I don't thing get though these kids man I don't, I, like I don't understand it's the a fucking trend it's weird and it's all powered by Instagram like mm-hmm. Instagram can uh make these people extremely rich yeah. in like one night mm-hmm. you can like a little pump like fuck the guy has like made four million dollars off a deal yeah. look at that little girl who fucking was throwing around money on a, on a lambo yeah like fuck dude really dude that's what's fucking hitting that's what uh you know because you like my girl gets mad at me all the time you're like what the fuck are you doing on instagram <laughs> like i'm just looking at the pictures yeah but Instagram can really make people obscenely rich and famous. Yeah, dude. You know what? And we, we can't we can't even get over a hundred fucking likes on our Instagram, dude. I can't even get a text back. <laughs> this is this is what this is. I don't. Maybe I'm too fucking old. Maybe I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But when I was young, I listened to music to find the truth, and now people listen to music to believe the lie. Yeah. Whoa. You know, because that that's a fucking illusion. <laughs> I mean, when you know all that shit. I mean, I know that fucking Biggie Smalls and everybody did that shit back in the fucking nineties. But they're they're talking about like, you know, taking pictures of Lambos that they rented. You know, and the mm-hmm. fucking you know throwing money that's not real. Yeah. You know, and, and even if it is the fucking, it's an it's a lie. It's like a fantasy. It's a fantasy, and then like, I listen to fucking I listen to like Dead Prez. And they just fucking beat the shit out of you with the truth, you know? Like, this is the way it is. And you better do something or else it's going to go away. Or like Rage Against the Machine. Or Rage Against the Machine, yeah. You know, and fucking... That's why I was such a big fan of Black Flag when they came out with that song, Banned from D.C. And then just like... 
the fucking lyrics just fucking got me right here, you know, just fucking goosebumps, hairs stand on my back of my neck, you know? Dude, now I'll, I'll paint you a picture of a, what would be an image of a popular rapper right now. You'll have the video where, like you said, they're throwing up money that's fake by a Lambo and by an attractive girl wearing a bikini or underwear and uh, LED lighting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just <laughs> neon. <laughs> and a fucking choker chain that looks really weird on guys because <laughs> I always thought that, that was for women. Yep. And then they're wearing really fucking tight-ass, skinny-ass jeans. And they're fucking skinny as fuck. Oh, those fucking skinny ones that have that weird drop to the fucking, man. like, the diaper? Dude, what are these fucking guys, like, they don't eat? Like, uh, when I was young, I, I don't remember seeing anybody that fucking skinny hmm. before. Did you? I was that skinny, but I wore baggy-ass fucking pants. <laughs> like, the, these guys <laughs> are so fucking skinny, dude. <laughs> these guys are so fucking skinny. Yeah. It's like, do you fucking eat food? Oh shit! What the huh? fuck are you eating? They, baby they pay, food? They pay yeah. somebody else to chew it for them, dude. It, it's it's just they're undercooked. They they should have stayed in the oven a little longer. Like, but, but look what this shit's <laughs> doing though. Fucking, I, mean, I don't want to go into the whole culture thing, but these kids listening to this want to be like them, and they're gonna go do whatever they fucking can to you know fucking sell dope, fucking do all the stupid shit just to be like these guys, dude. That's why I can't fucking stand about some I heard, music, dude. I heard yeah. a, I heard a a fucking uh uh somebody said it. And uh, I quote verbatim, they said, well, you can't be a YouTuber without a Lamborghini. <laughs> and uh, what Ferrari's doing right now, they're putting cease and desist. They're, they're sending out cease and desist letters to all the people that have fucking wrapped up their Ferrari. Or they fucking, this one influencer had a pair of shoes on top of his, on top of his Ferrari 355 that was his. He bought it. And fucking Ferrari sent him a cease and desist letter saying, take that shit down. This is not the image that Ferrari wants. Huh. Wow. Like back in the day, uh, Tommy <laughs> Hilfiger, they said, no, nah, we don't want to do rap music with nobody wearing that. With Like mm-hmm. they got sued. Uh, yeah. And they said they're racist. No, nah, I don't think they're racist. They just want to see a bunch of motherfuckers. Like, they want to like, protect their brand. They want to protect their brand. Like with this new style of music, I don't want to sound like those fucking old guys on the Muppets hating everything, talking <laughs> shit. Oh, these fucking guys. Those are my favorite Muppets. What are you talking about, dude? <laughs> but honestly, dude, these guys are really fucking stupid, dude. Like, I'm not going to say who's who or names or anything, but uh, one rapper fucking died because he swallowed a bunch of pills because he was getting raided by the pop- cops. Mm-hmm. And this fucking guy just ate all the pills. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking million. He was, that would have been bail. He would have caught out. Like He would have got on bail the next day. He was scared to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, so he ate all the fucking pills and had it, he died. Like, that's what you do, <laughs> man? Like, talking all that shit. Like, we don't give a fuck and this and that. He, this little thing would have been a slap on the wrist and a little bit of your money. That, mm-hmm. You know, because, you know, they're billionaires already. Why don't you run to a toilet? Why don't you flush it? <laughs> you know, there's many ways to get rid of drugs. Do we need to teach these people things? <laughs> people don't do that anymore. Like, dude, and you died like that. What, what I fucking hate the most about all that shit is just the fakeness. I, I won't say where I was at, but some guy who was famous for doing stuff like that, like fucking all the drugs, all the money, was arguing over a ten dollar fucking bill, dude. And it's like on his Instagram, he's fucking throwing money at people. And all this shit has the Lambos and everything. 
but he's arguing over a ten dollar fucking difference. I'm just like, what? This guy's fucking rich. I don't fucking get it. It's, just, it's fake, dude. It's so he fucking fake. Rich. He doesn't. He, he plays it. Yeah. I bought I bought fucking shopping bags for some fucking some some dude. Cause he was bitching about the price. He had like fucking like five hundred dollars worth of shit, mm-hmm. and he said, "I bought all this shit. Why can't you give me free bags? Why do I have to pay ten cents for a bag?" I go, "Look, I'll pay for them. Just move the fuck along, dude. I gotta go." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ended up buying his bags, dude. That's, uh, it was fifty that's fucking sad. cents, dude. He had five fucking bags, dude. It was funny. I I don't, I don't know if I tagged you guys in it, but I'll, I'll send you guys the DM later. Uh, tag you. It was a fucking rapper, and he was rapping. On somebody's windshield, sitting on on the frame, and of a really nice Mustang. I'm a Chevy guy, but it was a cool Mustang. And the guy stopped or did some shit, and the guy held on to the windshield part, but his body <laughs> went and he broke the window. Uh, oh shit! And the guy was like, "Ah, oh, dude, really?" And I bet he was like, "Oh, I can't pay for this." But in their raps, they talk about having money, <laughs> yeah, and chains and grills yep. and watches. And I seen him. <laughs> I seen a video. I see that all the time where I work, dude. dude all I the can time. Imagine what you see. Oh yeah, dude. I seen see a video all the time. <laughs> I seen a video of this dude going, "Hey man, hey, come here, come here, come here. Somebody's by your car." And there's a fucking green oh, Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. And that fool was just like rapping like it's his and shit. He was dressed the same color as a Lamborghini, dude. And the guy was like, who the hell is by my car? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Is that saying something about the music? Or the society it's that society. buys it because you know um, the guy doing the music he's living the lie he's he's being the actor in that mm-hmm. little movie and he's capitalizing on these people that are willing to buy it that like fuck this guy has the green mm-hmm. shirt the you remember the crooks car. you remember the crooks the rap group yeah yeah of course you remember that song actor factor the the, yeah. the 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 fuck Max Factor song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fucking uh, because Misfit wrote that song. I didn't know that. Okay, he wrote that beat. Sick. And uh, we're I, I was I've been thinking about that song because I fucking love that fucking song. It was dope. And that's what they were talking about. It's like you're really just an actor, you know. So I'm, I'm glad we haven't had any of those guests who are so fucking fake like that, dude. That's crazy. I'm glad man. we haven't had that. And you know, who who put out this music? And made it acceptable. Who did this to the industry? Because uh, any anywhere around 1995, for all genres of music, rock, heavy metal, mm-hmm. fucking hip hop, it was like at its fucking peak of message, man. That's yeah. why like hip hop was the golden era mm-hmm. because it was like all about the message, all about mm-hmm. the movement. I think that the Who kids fucked it up, dude. I think it, the kids got the message wrong. It's just and social they did, media. They, they just they just they, they just did it what they mm-hmm. thought. They got the wrong message, and that's what they sing about. That's or, what they rapped about. Or was it corporate trying to dilute the message, saying, "Nah, we can't have this anymore." I don't Maybe. think so. I think it was just more social media and what became the norm with it. I I kind of feel it's the fucking well. That's just me, uh, like the Freemason and the agenda <laughs> shit. Mm-hmm. Because I get I really into that shit. But we gotta I, have a conversation. We should. And I just think that, uh, you know, the whole agenda said, nah, we, we, got, we got to, they're getting out of, mm-hmm. out of hand with the whole Rage Against the Machine, the number one fucking rock, hip hop, fucking the illest fucking rock group ever. And then they dropped 
the best album and all of a sudden it just disappeared with no fucking reason, no fucking just stopped. I think the fucking the power to be say, uh uh-uh, uh, make another record, you're gonna go on tour and your bus is gonna the brakes aren't gonna work or you're not mm-hmm. gonna come home from that shit. I don't think it's that bad. I think I think it's just that um you know, we have become a generation of consumers. Um Amazon is a good example of that. You know, That's corporate like, shit. Why yeah. can't there be underground shit no more? Since Amazon just like this just swallows up any 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 whiff of any kind of competition. And that's a fact. That's not even a fucking conspiracy. Well, Rage Against the Machine, they said, we don't need to burn the books to just remove them. And that's exactly what they're doing. Like that's Amazon. exactly what they, that's exactly what they're doing. And and when you get a bunch of artists that have no real substance and they 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 speak on not on not on the truth but on consumerism people are going to embrace that people are going to nurture that and then brand that mm. and then and, and then put it out to the to the to the public and see what happens and if they like it they embrace it so they the record industry the, you know just any any powers that be when that has their finger on the music that has no absolute talent of their own and the, only the talent of exploitation. It's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Like when Nirvana broke, look what happened to Seattle. They they fucking signed every fucking Seattle band. Nirvana wasn't even from Seattle. They were from Aberdeen. They were fucking like from here to San Francisco. You know, I mean, it's just not, you know, they just want the next big thing so they could keep selling music, keep getting streams, keep getting likes, you know, and just keep, keep getting, just keep going. Yeah, because right now, I don't think there's such thing as heavy metal anymore. There's no such thing as hip-hop no more. There's no fucking real good rock music It's there, anymore. but it's not in your face anymore. Yeah. You don't, have, you don't have Tower Records to go to and fucking see this shit in your face. Because they took that shit away from yep. us. Like, Amoeba is about to go. For what? Fucking loss. Mm-hmm. Like, they put loss everywhere. There used to be a dope art scene or dope record store. or do- Like, the first place they killed off was Melrose. Why? Because they had so... You can literally zigzag across mm-hmm. the street from boom, boom, boom. All the and dope buy, stores. In all mm-hmm. the dope record stores, there is uh, fucking DMC, Beat Nonstop, Street Sounds, fucking Workman's Outlet. There's three goddamn Workman's yeah. Outlet. Yeah. And they took all that shit out. Mm-hmm. All those hip-hop records. All, all the punk rock records. All the dude. punk... Because there was a lot of dope punk. There mm-hmm. was... See, I went to the punk stores because they had the hip-hop records and you can go in there and they'll have it. Yeah. They, and I would yes. go in there and yes. capital... And I would buy my Wu-Tang records there because they would sell out everywhere else and I would go... They would have and, them there first, too. And it was mm-hmm. that fucking punk rock... I know the punk rock store you're talking about yeah. on Melrose. It was... Across the street from South Station. I just can't fucking think of the name of it, dude. Like Street Sounds. It was right next to Retail Slut. That's how yeah, I yeah. It was Somewhere. like Street Sounds or Sound of something like that. Yeah. And they had the the leather jacket with the UK logo. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing that shit, and uh, I would buy my hip hop records that everybody else bought up because I knew the yeah. punks had it, and I would go in. <clears throat> they took all that shit out, yeah. man, and they take a big culture with it. Mm-hmm. They removed the culture. Well, I mean, that's also culture. where we're at here. Cause you go other fucking place, other states, other cities. It's not like that, dude. Mm-mm. It's not like that. They still embrace their shit there. They still have fucking bars where the locals <laughs> go by, and there's all these fucking bands playing there. We don't have that much. I mean, there's bands playing here, but it's not the same. It's all uh, it's all being gentrified. The the music mm-hmm. scene is being gentrified. The the town's being gentrified. I mean, but like yeah. if you go to New York, 
you, it's everything's a subway right away, a bus right away. Over here, you got to take a drive. Nobody wants to get that DUI, dude. Mm-hmm. Over in New York, fucking, you could go through different boroughs, fucking, in one night and catch a bunch of shows and shit, dude. And the parties don't start till like three in the morning. Yeah, we don't have we don't have that here, dude. That's that's one thing we're seeing. That's the problem, and like the scariest area of LA is like the safest, richest <laughs> area now. Mm-hmm. Like you like. Right there on Santa Fe and 7th used to be fucking dangerous, dude. Like, nobody, the cops wouldn't even fucking pass nope. by there. Now there's a fucking, now there's a... <laughs> a coffee shop. There's, there's fucking about 20 sh- different lofts there, dude. It's, it's I tell my fr- crazy, I, man. I tell my girl, like, when we would go to my friend George's house uh, in Pico and Union District, mm-hmm. they called it the killing fields. Mm-hmm. Cause you couldn't walk if you didn't no. live there. Even you if you did you live there, fucking walk down there, bro. Like you were done. Yeah, you were just fucked. I, I said it's called the Killing Fields. That's what it was called. Now, <laughs> shit. You can you can you jog and you can buy a fucking little latte. See the fucking there. hipsters you know fucking what walking by. To me, what else fucked up show is every time you go to a fucking show, you you always have that asshole their fucking phone videotaping everything. Mm-hmm. So like me, if I'm a cheap bastard. I'm just gonna watch the show through his fucking phone. Dude, exactly. you went to you the know? the uh what con uh what was it um last week Conejo? No, no <laughs> the the punk rock. You mean um, Tool? Tool? No, Slayer. Um, Slayer. Yeah. And remember Rick posted yeah. it, and we were, we're all straight watching, watching it, yeah. dude, drinking, and I was like, oh fuck yeah. yeah that's the and then he show. stopped, and we're like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> know, but this is me because I had good seats. <coughs> yeah. I put it to my chest. I wasn't fucking. Yeah. I was in there watching it. There's people there with their shit in their face filming it, dude. Like enjoy the fucking show, dude. I, I kind of get mad at Chris when he does that, dude. <laughs> like he sits and he's watching the screen. I'm like, dude, no, enjoy I don't. The I don't sh- fucking do that all the time. You do it a lot. No, I do I'm it for like Lika, but I don't. I don't do it for like fucking but like me. I can't stand that shit, dude. It's like enjoy the fucking show, especially when you're paying fucking hundred dollars to see a band, dude. Enjoy the fucking show. You know that that that's what fucking kills me, dude. The, yeah. fu- the fucking Tool show. I mean, that was they were um when Tool came to town, they 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 even notice anybody who has tickets to tonight's show, please do not bring your phones, or else you're gonna get kicked out. If we see your phone up, where they're gonna have, they're gonna escort you out, and you're no and you're no longer allowed back mm-hmm. into the show. And they did that shit, and people so are pe- still doing it. <laughs> but they it wasn't it wasn't much. It wasn't it wasn't many people that did it, but it did fucking ground people. Were like, hey, I'm gonna watch the show and be in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that's funny. what they want them to do. You know, it's funny. Uh, all the shows that I do, cause I'm guilty of that shit all the time. Uh, that I'm guilty of doing that shit with. I don't even watch the videos anymore, but the shows that I used to go to when I was in my 20s and, mm-hmm. you know, when I was younger, I can't forget those shits. Those are, yeah. like, <laughs> it was indelible into my fucking brain. Yeah. Like, I will never forget my first Wu-Tang concert or mm-hmm. Smith & Wesson or a freestyle. Like, I can tell you what I was wearing. I can tell you how the fucking air smelled or just the time and period or yeah. where I was, what I was doing. But now, ask me what I saw like a couple weeks ago or mm-hmm. last month. Like, I don't even watch the fucking video on my phone anymore. Yeah, but I got it. <laughs> That's ironic. Mm-hmm. That's some ironic. shit. Like those those shows back then when we didn't have this. shit. It was fucking epic. Like, dude, uh, it was epic. I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the friends I was with, I still talk to today. And uh, we can be like, oh, remember that fucking Unity show where it was Wu Tang and this mm-hmm. or 
uh, Wu Tang and Rage Against the Machine at Rock the Bells and oh shit, the melee I saw there is just like, and Cypress Hill was there and fucking Black Star was there, fucking uh, the Roots, Nas was there, the Licks mm-hmm. were there, everybody, even fucking Guru was there, and uh, I just think to myself like fuck, I didn't have a camera, I didn't have no fucking mm-hmm. Facebook, none of that shit, and I can still. But that show that we went to, the other, the big concert. The one in Santa Ana? Yeah. You don't honestly, remember Honestly, any. it's because I was short, so I was like <laughs> doing this, so I could see the show. Because, I mean, everybody around mm-hmm. me was too tall, so. But you know what? Like, I'm already past that. But the shit I used to see back then, like, wow. Mm-hmm. That's, it's all in my, you know, when I close my eyes, I'm like, fuck, man. Dude, I, I saw like, somebody at the other show last week FaceTiming themselves and paying attention and like singing along and all these people are fucking commenting and I saw one on them like dude turn the camera on let me see this show you know but it's like shit like that like dude you're there for a reason and it it makes me think people go only go to shows nowadays just to fucking say they were there yeah you know when we went to go see Slayer how many fucking empty seats were there because most of the people were outside taking pictures with the fucking Slayer banner and all that shit dude they weren't even there for the fucking show you, when you posted, I was like, oh, shit, he's at Slayer. You know, like, I get to see it. Yeah, because but, I did it mostly because there's people who wanted to go who who couldn't afford it. They, yeah. they didn't have the fucking money for it, dude. But now it's like, it was one of those stoner moments I had where I had smoked some mm-hmm. bud. And I was like, thinking of the concept of fucking Instagram. It's just a frame. Yeah. Frame. Everybody's, every, uh, every, recorded everybody's life. life is That's a it. fucking frame. Yeah. That you just scroll up. Everybody's different lifestyle, yep. and it's not even them. It's not even it's, it's, something it's, it's else. What, it's what they it's what they represent them to be, or, or, or what they think their life should be. It's a fucking picture. It's yeah. all bullshit, and you dude. just scroll through it. Uh, uh, uh. Well, like and I have a lot of friends who like go to like Europe, and they're fucking they're, the whole time they're fucking taking pictures of everything and posting it. It's like when the fuck do you have time to enjoy this shit, dude? You know, when I went there, I was taking a bunch of pictures, but I also put my camera away and enjoyed the fucking time. Yeah, you know, I. Even at concerts, you know, I love taking pictures, but sometimes I just got to put the fucking camera down and enjoy the moment. That's great. It's a it's an ill concept, mm-hmm. dude. Like this fucking shit. You would fuck me up though. You know what? Really, like Rick's Rick's right. I mean, I, I I gotta fess up to it. I was I was that guy. But I've been a fan of Massive Attack since 1991. Oh, they're dope. They're they're like they're like everything to me, dude. They're Massive Attack's shit, dude. When I first heard um unfinished uh unfinished symphony. That song, and uh, no unfinished sympathy. I'm sorry, I, it fucking fucked me up. It fucked me up. It all every every piece of music that I ever liked was all in one song, and I never got a chance to see them. They never come to town, Fuck. and then I got tickets to see them at the Palladium. Wow, and uh, that show fucked me up. I started videotaping it, and I'm like, nah, I got you know the video screens that they had in there. They were edited by Banksy. Oh shit! The whole message was just fucking nuts, dude. And then I'm just like, I'm putting this fucking phone down, and I'm fucking enjoying this shit, dude. And I did it, dude. I fucking immersed myself. And they go, "You wouldn't have wanted to see this. You're fucking half your fucking life." And there you are, motherfucker. Enjoy it. Yeah. That's and I dope. fucking enjoyed it. I enjoyed every fucking minute of it. And I knew, if I wanted to relive it, I could find it on YouTube because mm-hmm. somebody's gonna fucking cause do it. Somebody's gonna have it. They only come to fucking America a handful of times. That's fucking. Dumb. They don't, you know, they don't fucking tour here, you know. It, but I enjoyed it, and you know what? I found it. I found the whole fucking concert on YouTube. 
it was in Germany, but it's still, it was like the similar mm-hmm. set and then the same visuals. So I get, if I wanted to, I could go relive it again, you know? That's fucking cool. Yeah. I had that same feeling when I went to Texas and it was the day that, you know, uh, it wasn't of the show. It was when just the writers were just painting. And of course I got my, I, you know, I benched the whole shit. I got all the pictures. I got all the fucking interviews that I was mm-hmm. talking about. And then, um, there was just a time, and my girl stayed at the pad. She didn't. She didn't get to go for whatever reason or another, but it was just a timing point where I had got all the pictures and everything, and it was just we're all vibing, mm-hmm. and I was literally sitting on Skew's, um, on on the tailgate of his truck, and I I had bought myself like an eighteen pack and some chips, <laughs> and I was literally, mm-hmm. I said, put the fucking phone away, and mm-hmm. just chill, and I was blazing. And I was just eating chips, drinking, just watching them all just fucking burn, dude. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a real graph head, anybody yeah. who knows me. So I was in my element. And they were just playing music, and everybody was just laughing, mm-hmm. just having a good time. And I'm just, and right now, I can see it in my head. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, fuck. Isn't that is crazy how that works, though? Shit. Mm-hmm. This is the shit. Yeah. And I was just thought to myself, no camera, no nothing. It's just me mm-hmm. and just and just wow. It was a fucking moment, and I'll never forget that shit. Yeah, out of all the pictures I took, but that never forget. Yeah, I went to go take pictures of his band Naked Aggression. They were playing at the bar right around the corner from my house. I'm like, fuck yeah, I love that band. And I went there and I took all my gear. I took like two pictures and I fucking enjoyed the show the whole time, dude. That's dope. I'm like, they're in my backyard, shit, dude. That's so, fucking cool. Like, I love taking pictures, but at the same time, I'm not gonna fucking miss the show for it. Yeah. You know, unless I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's dope, man. That fucking feeling. Yeah. And that's hard to come by now, mm-hmm. because everything's about like putting it on the ground. Yeah. But you think about you think about like your 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 poignant moments, you know, of your life, that that. You didn't know that you were, that that was gonna be really important, you know. And you look back at it like, wow, that was dope, you know, or that that was that, you know, like you wish you would have fucking. I think we need to make it a point to realize that hey, this is the time, and we should enjoy it, you know. Yeah. Instead of just fucking just like, being at a party and just stuck in a corner and scrolling on your phone, <laughs> like you're out. Yeah. You can do that shit at home. You do that where you're taking a shit, dude, you know? Just don't, you know, it was trip. I was, uh, I was with my, my son the other day and, uh, I don't know what movie we were watching or something and Hellboy, we're <laughs> watching Hellboy <laughs> and he kept saying like, daddy, who's that? And I said, Hellboy. And he thinks that's a cuss, it is a cuss word. And, uh, he was like, Hellboy, why are you watching that? And I was like, because it's cool. Check him out. And he was checking him out and he had fucking, he grabbed a payphone and smashed the monster. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, and he was like, what's that? He doesn't know what a payphone mm-hmm. is. <laughs> and I just that? tripped out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a trip. And I also, well, you know, my, you know, with that being said, my whole point was like, just remember the time where you had a landline in your phone, in your house. <laughs> yeah. yep. There is no GPS, no fucking map, but you got to your friend's house, got to the spot, but mm-hmm. like, how the fuck did we get there back then and fill a whole, like you said mm-hmm. earlier to the point, mm-hmm. fill a whole car full of 
people mm-hmm. and then get to a fucking unknown location without any GPS back then. We didn't Thomas guide or the fucking dri- map in the fucking or, or somebody like, knew yep. like hey it's going over there off that freeway. Dude, <laughs> I couldn't afford a Thomas guide, so I had all the cutouts of the maps from the fucking phone book. I used to always carry those in my car, dude. I think we're the last generation that knows how to read a Thomas guide. It's crazy. And we never, uh, me and my friend, we didn't even have a Thomas, but one guy, he knew a little bit, and I knew about the couple mm-hmm. streets, and we'd, we'd fucking make it to, like, an obscure spot yeah. to these. Well, when we work for AAA, when you ditch fast somebody, you give them the page number on the fucking Thomas yeah. guy, dude. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And they would fucking read that yep. shit. It wasn't even the page number, it was like the B6, you know, you gotta go to the line and shit. Yeah. Dude. It was crazy back then, yep. getting to a spot. And you didn't know where. Yeah. So you really had to know your street, especially yeah. a house party where, how the fuck did we get there? Well, my dad always taught me, like, hey, learn the major streets at, around your house and yes. then see how far they go. Exactly. Yes. That's like, what I was going to say. I went to, I went to, uh, to see Sick of It All at some place in Brea, but they were on Imperial. It was on Imperial, right? I don't know how fucking long. Fucking, I, went, I, went long. To, I went Long Beach Boulevard Imperial and kept fucking driving, dude. <laughs> We're like, how fucking far is this shit? And then the numbers recycled and all that, dude. And yeah, that was like my first long trip on a fucking car, dude. That was weird, man. That was like the first stupid way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I, I, I lived in the South Bay, but I would hang out in Melrose. I was like mm-hmm. a Melrose kid. And I learned it by taking the fucking bus. Yeah. Because you know? I would take the 40 and go all the way up to uh, like Fairfax. And I mm-hmm. knew where I got to uh, Melrose and like. I don't know, La Brea. Yeah. Because it went from Hawthorne Boulevard to La Brea, mm-hmm. and then it went to Melrose. And I was like, oh, Melrose, right there. Get yeah. off. And I would get off, and then when I was walking, I would see the streets. And then when I got a car, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, go that way. <laughs> I must be fucking hungry because you said Melrose and La Brea, and I thought of the... Pinks. <laughs> Not Pinks, but uh, there's a hot wing, this place called a Hot, hot Wing ca- Cafe. Cafe. Yes. Yeah, on the other side. You yeah. go right. Mm-hmm. It's, on, it's, on, it was, it's on Melrose. It was past that <laughs> Aaron Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Mama. Mama. That's that place is the shit. Hell yeah, Are they dude. still there? Yeah, dude. I met is Roddy it? Roddy Piper there one time. No shit. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> nobody knew who he was, and I was uh, I was like on a date at the time. This was like fourteen <laughs> years ago, and then um, I was, was like, "Hey," and she was like, "What? Don't turn around now." <laughs> and of course, she fucking turned around. There's Roddy Roddy Piper. She's like, like oh my god, <laughs> he's a wrestler. I gotta go say hi. So I just fucking eat, ate real quick to make sure I wasn't fucking dirty. And I was watching his ass, dude, when he was done with his meal. <clears throat> and then I went up to him. I was like, oh, Roddy, Roddy Piper, dude. Like, <laughs> God, can I take a picture with you? And he, he was just <laughs> happy somebody recognized him. Oh, shit. But dude, I got to meet him at that's the fucking, Hot Wing Cafe. That's dope, dude. That's funny. <laughs> that's one of the memes I want to use. Dude, I'll send you guys the picture later. Remember he came oh, out and they live? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what did he say? Um, I came to chew bubblegum and kick and ass. Kick ass yeah. But I'm all out of bubblegum. Yep. It's one of the best fucking... I used that, remember? Yeah. <laughs> I came here, listen, I like Lika like, like podcast. And kick it's an old meme. <laughs> Dude, that fucking movie... Was like it was kind of corny, but so ahead of it. Dude, oh, yeah, that dude. fucking movie is the greatest fucking yep. action movie ever, yeah, dude. dude. We were trying to watch it one day. The only problem with that movie is it's too goddamn short. Oh, it's fucking crazy though, dude. The concept. Where the fuck did they get that concept? <laughs> it's from some book, actually. It was uh, uh eight o'clock in the morning. That's Something, what it's called. Yeah. That's what it's called. Eight o'clock in the morning. I gotta check that out. It's a it's a it's a graphical novel. 
It's not like a real book book. It's like a graphical novel. It's called 8 o'clock in the morning. And there was a movie. The reason why I watched that one, there was a uh, 80s show called V. Do you guys remember that? Fuck yeah, I remember V. V. <laughs> the final battle, dude. Yeah, down, dude. dude. <laughs> and then uh, then that I thought it was kind of connected. But, it's, mm-hmm. but nah, it's nothing. almost the reptile people. Yeah. See, now I follow shit like that. Back then they had reptile people and they're talking about it now. I really think there's some shit like that, but that, that's a different show. That's a different podcast. Yeah, that's a different. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking they live. I, I just love that part where he's like, he finally sees it. And he's just like, I figured it'd be something like this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck uh, yeah, that was dope. And man. We, we, we started with Shepard Fairley, and now we're ending it with him again. Yeah. Obey. Obey. <laughs> wow, that's some subliminal shit. <laughs> Look at your phones. I bet you there'll be something on your phone. Oh, there will be, dude. Shit. I started thinking about it once he said I'm like, oh, shit, I had that meme of him. Look, dude. let's look now. Shit, I'm going to look. <laughs> go on your Facebook and then, hey. Um, well, I say we end this one. Yeah, let's end it. No. <laughs> it's going to be a two-hour <laughs> podcast. Fuck it. Hey, and the last one of the year. The last one of the year. Yeah, dude. And if you're not here, you're a queer. <laughs> <laughs> Bago Mino. Shout out to Bago Mino. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. <laughs> nah, but like I want to kind of give a shout out to all of our fucking listeners who stuck it out. Yeah. There's a few of you guys out there in the new ones. The new Sh- ones, go listen to the old ones. Shout out to uh to the guests of 2019. Really appreciate all of you guys. Yeah, we need Love more guests. To, we need more <laughs> guests. So, you know, if you're interested, if you're a artist or musician or just a fan of music, just hit us up. Yeah. And shout out to the hip hop culture for all the real heads. Shout out to Post Malone, Fred Durst. <laughs> hey, you make a shout out. Cardi B. Come on, go ahead. I'm good. No, do it. Shout out to Takashi69 holding it down in prison. I'm just waiting for 2020. Why? New beginnings. There you go. Where shout out to new beginnings. New beginnings and yep. old endings. Please leave. <laughs> I'll open the window now. I'll go. Bye, babe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Just so you guys know. In 2019, we have 2,971 downloads. Hey. Very good. It's almost 3,000 in one year, dude. Fuck yeah. Let's make it 3,000 more. Yeah. Exactly. Let's make it 10,000 in 2020. Let's make it 20,000 in 2020. Yeah. 40,000. Because okay. 20 plus 20. So if we, if, if we get 20,000, 20 listeners in 2020, DJ Hectic's going to buy you a <laughs> Lamborghini Murcielago. Dude, we to have every 40, guest. 4,600 yeah. fucking listens all time, dude. It's not bad. It's not bad at For all. For 62 episodes? Let's make it more. Yeah. Let's let's have our <laughs> listeners. So if we get 46,000 listeners in 2020, Rick's going to buy you a Lamborghini Murcielago hmm. model car. You know what? Let's make it interactive. <laughs> Matchbox. They hit us up and they ask us questions and we'll read their name and shit like that. Let's do something cool like that. Let's interact with the listeners. Yeah, definitely. Send us questions or whatever. And then the other thing, too, that I was talking to Bago about, I want to do reaction videos to the new music and the bands that we talk to. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah. we'll fucking do that. We'll be on YouTube a little bit more. We'll talk about that after the podcast. Yeah. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. But be Send nice when you, tell, when you don't say, hey, we don't like fucking hectic. And <laughs> <laughs> Get in line with them. Stay, stay tuned for Convince Me Dick Part 2. The video version. The video version of Convince Me Dick. (laughs) All right. Suck it. Later. You...